You've seen those movies where they say, make my day, or I'm your worst nightmare. Well, listen to this one. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Ha! You didn't know I'm gonna say that, did you? Your move, creep. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Film Feast podcast. I'm your host, Matt Bledsoe. Uh, this week, it is the long-awaited conclusion to our Retro Hero series, uh, because we are talking about The Phantom from 1996. To help me talk about it, I'm joined by one of the hosts of the Cinema Drunkies podcast, as well as the host of You Could Have Been a Bloodfist movie. Uh, it's Rob Antiquera. Rob, how you doing? Hey, Matt, how's it going? Uh, thank you for having me on the epic conclusion to your <laughs> retro hero saga uh please you know just uh, so pleased to be talking to you again my profile <laughs> <laughs> well happy to have you back thank you for coming back and uh finishing up this series uh with me it's the yeah i definitely built up like to the epic conclusion here really drew this out and now <laughs> it's all been leading to the phantom uh it's know. all been leading to this <laughs> The Ghost Who Walks. Uh, the, the yeah, this it's a fun movie. It's nice I talk to you uh, about it, and uh, yeah, thank you again for doing this. And uh, it's been a while since we talked. I feel like I I'm trying to think what the last thing we talked about was, and I was totally. I, I, I believe it was Censor was the last thing we talked. That's about. right. Okay. Wow. Podcasting time is weird because that feels like that happened like a year ago. <laughs> like, right. 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 I think that like, was like four was months so... ago, three months ago. <laughs> Or more than seven years ago, we talked about censor. And, uh, oh. It's like it was only like a couple months ago. <laughs> I know it just things happen so fast. You're podcasting consistently. You're just going, and it's like just go, go, go. And you look back and like, oh yeah, that episode. And it was like, oh, that was only three months ago. <laughs> I thought that was three years ago. <laughs> but right, 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 um, right. <laughs> it's it's bananas. But I do love it. So, um, well, yeah. So we're gonna talk about the Phantom. Uh, but first, uh, well, I didn't want to know, I didn't know if you wanted to plug, talk a little bit about, uh, you could have been a blood fist, uh, movie, your kind of new, newer podcast from cinema drunkies. Um, (laughs) so yes, um, that, uh, is my baby right there. Uh, I mean, we only have one episode. Um, I had to deal with some personal issues, so, um, I haven't recorded anything new yet, but, uh, I'm, I'm ready to get back into it. Uh, my, uh, my, I'll explain the concept because uh, it is it is I, I think the, the the best thing I've come up with so far. And <laughs> the, the funny thing is, I came up with it as a joke. So uh, you could have been a Blood Fist movie is a podcast where we will discuss uh, an action movie, particularly of like the director video fair, and we will try to break down with uh, with as little changes as possible. If it could have been a part of the Blood Fist series of movies, which of course star uh, martial arts and action hero icon Don the Dragon Wilson, um, it, it 
it is just and like I said, I came up with it as a goof uh, at, while discussing a, a newly released film, which I will get into. Um, and I just like the more I thought about it, the more I was like, I love this idea. I think I'm gonna do it. <laughs> like you know, I think I'm gonna do it. I'm like, like that would be like like you know, I was telling the guys, you know, like like my my buddies. Oh, like, you know, wouldn't it be funny if, like, somebody did that? Because, uh, you know, I'm a particular, you know, I'm a really big fan of the Love Fest movie, as well as Donald Dragon Wilson. And I was like, wouldn't it be funny if somebody did a podcast, like, you know, where they try to compare, like, a movie to, like, uh, uh, make it like a Blood Fist movie and call it, you could have been a Blood Fist movie. And then just the more, I, th- I kept thinking about it the rest of the day, and I'm like, yeah, I love this idea. I'm going to do it. Fuck it. You know? And, then, <laughs> and that's how that show came to be. Like, I put together the, that first episode so fast. Like, you know, you you come up with a podcast and you, uh, uh, you know, you spend like a lot of time, you know, trying to perfect it, you know, putting it together, scheduling everything. I put together that whole thing in like a week's time um, from like the, uh, the, the conception of the idea to recording the first episode was a week. Oh, wow. That is like, <laughs> it's, yeah, that's. Yeah, like yeah, like uh, I put together the I photoshopped the artwork myself, uh, which you can see on the official Twitter uh, Bloodfist Pod, um, which is basically not just an official Twitter for the show, but also a Don the Dragon Wilson stand account. So uh, <laughs> if you follow uh, Bloodfist Pod, you will get a lot of uh, just Don the Dragon Wilson love because I love Don the Dragon Wilson, the most uh, world's most legit action star. Uh, I, I always say, uh, if you have a favorite action star, he could probably kick his ass. <laughs> yeah, because Don Dragon Wilson's like a legit, is it karate champion? What, what is his kickboxing champion? Kickboxing, and, okay, like, okay. Arguably the greatest kickboxer of all time, eleven-time world champion. Um, uh, like he fought through, uh, you know, he started in the seventies, fought through the eighties. Even while his film career was going on, he was still competing and just like arguably the greatest of all time when it comes to kickboxing. And so, uh, yeah, like, and, and it's not like he was out there crushing cans either, like just beating nobody. He was being like legit great fighters as well, you know? So, yeah, like I could, I could say like, you know, you name anybody uh, and I'm like, yeah, we're done to drag most of the ass. Like, let's, you know, the only two person, <laughs> the only actress I think who legit give him trouble was like Dolph Lundgren. Everybody else is getting their ass whooped. <laughs> <laughs> um man, I well I gotta I need to see a Bloodfist movie because I haven't seen any. I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I see there's eight Bloodfist movies. Yes. Uh and, is is he in all of them? He he is in all eight Bloodfist movies. Wow. And the funny thing is like <laughs> this is what makes that series unique is that he plays the same character for two of them. The first two. And then from three to eight, he plays a different character in each movie. <laughs> and, oh, wow. and it's weird. It's weird too, because like you could compare it with the like the Bond franchise, where you have like multiple actors playing one character. You have one actor playing multiple characters in the same series. And it's it, it, it's crazy. <laughs> and, and, and that's why I love that series no more. It's just wild. Uh, it's wild. Know? Wow. That I it's, they're just like you play a different guy every time from now on. I guess they thought it'd be too crazy for stuff to keep happening to the same guy over and over and over. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, yeah. Like, well, yeah. I need to watch. I guess the first Blood Fist. Uh, out of the eight, do you have besides? I guess the, maybe the original. Do you have a favorite sequel? Oh, uh, part three. 
part three. three. Okay. Uh, Blood Fist three forced to fight is oh, uh, Richard Roundtree's in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's uh he's in jail and a lot of fighting. You know, it's a lot of uh, it, it's great too. It's like you know, um, one of one of his best performances. Um, a lot of great fights in it. Um, and my favorite line in in one of his movies where uh he he's fighting the bad guy, the bad guy tells him. If you kill me, you will never get out. And, and he just goes, I don't want to get out. And, <laughs> and like, you know, it's pretty like awesome, the most, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the most badass way of telling somebody you're fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I do appreciate when I watch people who are actual uh, fighters in a movie who can, you know, and actually do fights. Because I've been watching a few of these um, Vinegar Syndrome's put out that are all by uh jalal Mirai. Yeah. okay yeah. yeah and uh i actually bought one off your recommendation during the sale which was expect no mercy with billy blanks and him and uh i, I was it's it's a lot of fun I, I i was thinking i think it's like the last like 30 40 minutes of the movie is like non-stop action it's like a shootout a car chase then there's a bunch of fist fights or you know you know fights at the end i'm like man this is just just straight action and it's it's like, listen, there's some flaws people would have, but it's like the fights are so good because yeah. all these people are like legit martial artists. So, um, which I really appreciate. And that was that was a fun movie. I had a good time with that. You're not steer me wrong on Expect No Mercy. <laughs> so, oh, no, I'm, I'm glad to hear you like it. And, and that was that's the kind of beauty of Jalal Mirai's movies because like they, they all kind of have like ascension of like tension where mm-hmm. like, you know, like, you know, there's action throughout the movie, but like he always like, when he get, you get to like the last 40 minutes, like every one of his movies just turns into all out orgy of action. Uh, <laughs> like, like every, like every single, like, you know, Tiger Claws one, two and three, uh, expect no mercy, talons of the Eagle. Uh, like just, just, he, uh, he, he like puts together a really great picture of Almera. Like he, he just definitely deserves a lot of respect now that, uh, that he's getting like, people don't talk about him much, you know, but it's like, I'm I'm glad that uh, you know his movies are getting put out by Vinegar Syndrome because like it really showcases just just how great a, a producer he was you know because he wasn't just an actor in the film he was also producing them as well right and yeah. like and like he you know he would cast his buddies because you know he knew Billy Langs from like when they were like they would uh, appear together in tournaments you know Billy would be like you know uh, in in the tournament fighting and he would be like uh, weapons and uh, forms. So like they knew each other, so he was like, "Hey, you want to be in a movie?" And Billy be like, "Sure." Like you know, um, and like that—that's how he got together, you know. And he put like Polo Young in his movies, and yeah, and you know, he knew Cynthia because they were both in forms. You know, he was a male, she was a female, and yeah, like that, that man put together a quality picture. <laughs> he does with I think very little money. Like that's the thing. It's like he knows probably I don't have a huge budget, but I can get people can actually have fights. I can shoot the fight. He shoots the fights really well too. I feel like, cause I yeah, yeah. watched a lot of bad fight scenes, but his are, he shoots good fight scenes. They're like real clean. And like, you can tell what's happening. Cause he has people that can mostly, I think actually fight, which is like, I I can do this at least. If I don't have a lot of money. I can have good fight scenes. So <laughs> I appreciate that. I got to watch the, I watched higher claws one. I got to watch um the other two. I have the whole set too. So um, it is TC 2000. One of his two with Billy Blanks. Yes, and TC okay. TC two thousand is probably my favorite. That I like that. Yeah, yeah TC two thousand is great. TC two thousand is probably the perfect example of like his, his like the type of movie I talk about, like how he puts together. Because 
it is like a lot of fight scenes throughout it, but like the last 40 minutes is just wall to wall fighting and it's just amazing. Like it, it is such a TC two thousand is such a fun movie. <laughs> it was it was a good time. Um so yeah, I, I like his stuff. So I'm I'm all in for I got to watch these Bloodfest movies now. I got to watch some of these. So I think I'm look, a lot of them look there on Tubi. And Tubi seems like a per- perfect place for like DTV action yeah. movies. <laughs> like, the, the weird thing, the, the let's cut you off. The weird thing though is that out of the Bloodfest movies, they have one through three and then six through eight. They do not have four and five, which is weird. That's, oh, that's weird. Like, you, yeah. you, you, you have majority of the movies. What's, what's wrong with four and five that you don't have? Four and five are on YouTube, though. You can find them on YouTube. Oh, okay, so okay. That, that's fine. <laughs> but, uh, like, I always find that weird. Like, why did I just have four and five? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that always irks me. And, like, my, it's my OCD, I feel like, too. If I, like, want to watch a series and they are missing chunks of the series, I'm like, well, how did you get? I mean, I guess sometimes the rights change. But, like, it's weird the, in the middle, like, four and five. I can almost imagine it being different at the beginning or the end. But like right in the middle, it's weird. It's like that four and five would be would be missing. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's so weird. But um, but yeah, no, I'll have to check out Bloodfest and I'll let you know what I think. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, anything else you want to talk about that you've seen recently? Oh sure. Um, I recently watched because uh, because I've been going through stuff um, um, stuff that I missed throughout the year. Uh, I still haven't seen Top Gun Maverick and. Uh, I know, like, people raving about that one. Like, oh, my God, it's the movie of the year. It's really good. I will say it's really good. <laughs> I know. I keep hearing it, and I, and I just haven't seen it. Um, I haven't seen a movie in the theater since my birthday when I saw X. Um, I saw X for my birthday, and that was the last movie I seen in theaters. Um, I'm definitely want to get back into the theaters, but, you know, I've just been going through the thing. But yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I recently watched... Uh, Everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> with, uh, of course, Michelle Yeoh, the great Michelle Yeoh, and uh, Ki-Hui Kwan. And it was just, that movie is so goddamn magnificent. Um, that is a thousand percent. Like, I remember me and Lindsay was talking about that because I told her, you know, I put it on Twitter that I had just watched it and I loved it. And she was like, oh, I thought you had seen it already. And I'm like, I had not. And she was like, oh, you know, because that seems like a Rob movie. And I was like, Yes, yeah, I can confirm you are 100% correct. That is 100% a raw movie. <laughs> yeah, I kind of thought that too. When you said you loved it, I was like, I'm not surprised. I figured Rob would love a movie like this. So, yeah, I'm glad, yeah. glad you loved it. Yeah. It's... Yeah, that that movie is, I sat there and watched it all two and a half hours of it in, in sheer amazement. It was it was so beautiful. Um, really emotionally uh gripping like it, it it really broke me emotionally um especially like you know considering like you know the, the family dynamic and you know the, the 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 message to always be kind and all that stuff and it's just like yeah like you know the, 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 i try to be try to be there i always try to be kind because you know it's easy to be a shithead you know easy to be mean and rude and negative and you know i always try to keep it positive um, and like, you know, that just that watching that being, you know, overtly stated in the film is just like, yeah, yeah, you know, that's that's a beautiful thing, you know, because you don't see many movies sending a message like just be kind, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I really appreciated that. And yeah, that, what, what a beautiful movie that was. And just like. I was just so enamored with it. I, I couldn't stop thinking about it for days afterwards. <laughs> just such a great movie. 
Yeah, I loved it too. I, I came up with maybe Lindsay a couple months ago. I came up with somebody we're talking about how we've seen lately, and like I'm sure it'll be in my top ten of the year. Uh, probably number one, not to give it away, but I, I mean, anything could happen between now and December. But um, I really, really loved it. I saw it twice in theaters. I took people back the second time. I was like, you got to see this movie. Um, it's got the Blu-ray. I got to watch it again. I, I loved it. It was like it was like everything I could want in a movie. It was like everything I wanted. We rolled into one to one thing and i had such a great time and yeah it got me at the end too i was getting pretty emotional <laughs> so um it's great i mean i was like what more can i ask for in a movie <laughs> absolutely the the, the the that line where she uh michelle was talking to her her, her character's daughter as in of all the places i could be i just want to be here with you that that's the line that broke me. you know mm, it's yeah, just like yeah. it's, it's such a such a and, you know, Michelle Yeoh is just so magnificent. You know, she's always magnificent. But, like, in, in that role, it's like, I remember they're saying that they originally wrote it for Jackie Chan, but the, he declined. So they rewrote it for Michelle Yeoh. And I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, she was so great. I don't, I don't, like, as much as I love Jackie Chan, I don't even want to know, like, the, the, the version uh, that, that would have starred him. I don't even care. <laughs> like I love Jackie, but like I don't, I don't give a shit. I only want to know the version that stars Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, I can't. I mean, now that I've seen it, I can't imagine it being anyone but her. And she's so good. Um, I mean, the whole cast is really good. It's everybody's great, and it's like, yeah. Now I couldn't imagine it not being her in the, in the lead role. She's so, she's so good. Um, but she's always great. So it's just nice people yeah. kind of remember sometimes, like, oh yeah, she's great. What do we you know? <laughs> so right, because it, it also if if it's not her, then that means. Uh, it's not uh, Kihu Kwan playing her husband, and it's just like I, I don't want to know the version without him in it either. Oh man, yeah, he, like oh my god, <laughs> like talk about coming back with a vengeance. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I'm like, why have you been gone this whole time? You're amazing, but I, I get you know, it's like I think I heard he left Hollywood kind of because there weren't really good roles for for you know yeah. Asian actors really, and, and yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm, it's a great part for him, and he kills it. He's so good. Oh, um, he's amazing in the movie. He's amazing. He's and he does so many different things too. It's like he plays like kind of like the wimpy, beaten down husband. Then he gets like action stuff, and then he like gets to be really suave, like he's in a Wong Kar Wai movie at one point. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. I mean, I, I mean, that makes sense because he was um he was uh Wong Kar Wai's assistant director, I think, on twenty forty six. Oh, I didn't know that. I I had seen he done like some fight stuff i think he worked like on the one with jet lee so yeah um, yeah he he was like a, an assistant director on that and like uh, i think he assisted on some of the fight scenes uh, on, on that so and plus he's a he's a black belt in taekwondo so he's he's, he's efficient in in shooting fight scenes um and, and performing them but uh yeah like you know to, to, to just get him back and you know the acting capacity and just him to just fire on all cylinders is just, it's just amazing. I was just like, oh, like, look at Data. Data is just sitting there <laughs> coming back and killing it. Uh, oh, man, it was it was just an amazing, an amazing movie. I loved it. It's definitely, definitely shot to being my number one film of the year. Like, I had a, a Triple R uh, as my number one, but, like, yeah, the everything, everywhere, all at once. As much as I love, and I absolutely love the uh, Triple R. Um, but everything everywhere all at once uh, easily overtook it. Just, still need to see. I still need to see Triple R. I feel like I'm a bad movie fan, but um, 
That movie's uh, great. That movie, you need to see it. It's, I know. You know, it, it's a perfect movie about friendship and brotherhood and like, like, like that's the, that's the best thing I can say about that one. It's just like if you, if you want to see a movie that's just like about friendship, you know, and just like, like I remember I was talking uh, my my good friend uh, Wendy Wendy Freeman. We were talking about it after I seen it, and it's like, oh, I, like hey, I you know the action scenes are great, but I just want to watch like like three more hours because that movie's three hours. I want to watch three more hours of them just being best friends, you know, these two characters, <laughs> the two main uh-huh. characters. I just want to I just want to watch them be friends for like three more hours. Like give me six hours of them just doing best friend stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I I will see it before the end of the year. I just I think I've had to carve out like three plus hours. I think I'm just like I gotta find the time. And I feel like I don't have good focus. So especially if I'm reading subtitles, I really have to like be <laughs> like you know into it and like I probably take a break or something because I just lose focus. I'm like I got three hours of of all that but uh i will see it at some point i everyone has raved about it on twitter that i'm friends with and i trust everyone's opinion so i will get to it at some point yeah 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 most definitely yeah yeah <laughs> definitely watch that uh, it, it, it is great movie trip <laughs> okay well i'm glad you loved everything everywhere all at once because yeah it's it's so good uh <laughs> um what else have you seen lately um i definitely want to talk about uh uh a little netflix film that came out uh last month called interceptor um which is the film that led to me um coming up with the idea of you could have been a blood fist movie um oh, okay be- uh-huh. <laughs> be- because uh when the trailer came out i remarked to myself that this this movie looks like blood fist six ground zero <laughs> and, and uh, in the first in the first episode i did with my friend uh, andy andy world um we, we remarked that like this is basically blood for six like it's, it's the almost the exact same plot you know uh and the exact same things happen in it. it's just like you know gender swapped uh instead mm-hmm. of don the dragon wilson you have elsa pataki uh and like that was that was like uh what led to me like hey like you know see this movie interceptor like imagine reviewing it and trying to make it like see how like how little uh, changes we can make it turning into a uh, blood fist six, like, you know, like we should, I, somebody should do that and call you could have been a blood fist movie. And then it was like, Hey, that's not a bad idea. I should do that. You know, <laughs> and, and, and it, it's basically all because of uh, interceptor um, interceptor. I, I really don't because uh, me, I remember when I watched it first and then um, cause I watched it early in the morning. Um, and then Mike watched it, and Mike was texting me throughout the whole thing. Oh my god, dude, this is, you know, it, it is, it is like the perfect throwback to like '90s direct-to-video action movies. Like mm-hmm. just like it, it, it captures that feel so well. Like it, Mike said it best. He was like, "This is like a, a '90s imperial ass movie." Um, <laughs> And I was like, yeah, yeah th- 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 this is straight up like Imperial, New Image, uh, like uh, like Dolph Lundgren and the Peacekeeper, Don the Dragon Wilson and Bloodfist Six, you know. Um, it, it, it is like, I mean, it's, you know, fairly low budget movie, you know, like the, the film only takes place over like two sets. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. And, like really <laughs> contained action and stuff, but like, 
they really commit to it. Like, I don't even necessarily think they were trying to be a throwback, but like they were just so committed to the material, like all the cast and the uh, and and the crew, like especially the director Matthew Riley, who um, I know was a, a a novelist who basically specializes in those kind of novels, like you know those pulpy action thriller novels and all that stuff. And like I, I saw reviews where people said like this is basically uh, one of his novels in movie form. And I was like, damn, I got to read one of his books then because if he's writing shit like this on a regular. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, need I to could be see. Reading. I could see this being like a pulpy uh, novel. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 like, yeah, I need to get into, I uh, need to get into that shit. Um, but like, yeah, it was so great. I had so much fun with it. Like, if you really, like, if you're really into like '90s director video action, you you definitely enjoy it because it it is such a great, you know, uh, nice pace. You know, it's not too fast, not too slow. Got great action sequences, and Elsa Pataki just really kills it. Like, you know, because you know she's married to. Chris Hemsworth, of course, Thor, and uh, you know he's known as action hero. Of course, he did Extraction for Netflix two years ago. He's got Extraction two coming out later this year. Oh, I didn't and, know that was and, happening. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, <laughs> wow. the, 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 it's coming out later this year. They already filmed it. Um, uh, I believe later this year. Um, I don't know later this year, early next year. I believe it's later this year. And um. It's like, yeah, like, you know, she, she's showing that uh, you're not the only badass in the household there, uh, Chris. You know, <laughs> like, like, yeah, like, you know, she's ripped. She's, you know, she's doing all the fights. Like, there's a scene where it's like she's doing like, you know, like a monkey bars thing where she's like, and she's doing it. Oh, with my one, God. And yeah, she's maybe. doing it <laughs> yeah. with, with, with one arm, you know, she's going from one bar to the next. And like, you know, she built like uh, a Linda Hamilton and uh, Terminator 2. <laughs> Oh, like, good call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, she's she's great. She's absolutely great in there. I would love to see her in more action stuff, you know, because she's she really showed that she she could pull it off uh like a beautifully like doing action stuff. Yeah, that that monkey bar thing with the one arm made me tired just watching it. I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, how and then she has to jump, I think, at a point to like get from one to the other. And I'm like, oh my yes. god. Uh I, I did see Interceptor like the right when it came out because I am all about like when Netflix makes these like what feel like almost like throwback DTV action movies. Um, mm -hmm. That's what gets me excited more than half the stuff they put out. I'm like, cool, an action movie that looks like it came out in 96. Perfect. <laughs> like, because um, I, I know all you guys were kind of like raving about it on Twitter and I was like, I'll check this out. I feel kind of bad. I thought it was just okay. Like, I thought Elspeth Tacky was like a really good action star. Like, I was on board with everything she was doing. I can't now I can't remember specifics. It's been like a month and I'm like blanking. But um there was some stuff I thought was like a little too hokey or over the top. I don't really remember even to describe it. So I don't really want to go into like if I'm, you know if I'm wrong, but like sometimes it just didn't work for me. But like I mean it was a fun little movie. I had a I, you know, I had a fine time with it, but I remember just thinking, like, I thought that was okay. <laughs> but um she was by far, I thought, the best part. Like she was committed. And I thought she was pretty awesome, but um, and the one guy, what's the Luke Bracy? Is that his name? Yeah, so yeah. goddamn punchable. He is. He does come across like a real douchebag. Like I was like, I hate this guy immediately. So mission accomplished. Um, uh, you know, yeah. So I, I thought it was okay, but yeah, I mean, I would like to see more movies, action movies with her as the star. Like sign me up for that. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, like in in the episode we did record, uh, uh, where uh, you could have been a blood movie on Intercept there. 
um, me and Andy referred to Luke Bracey as discount Glenn Powell. Um, oh God. Yeah. They are very similar. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, but, but Luke Bracey's great. Like, you know, um, uh, he, he does have a he, very punchable face. Like he makes himself like, he's very charismatic as being a, like a really uh, big schmuck. Yeah. <laughs> he like he's he's a wonderful prick in the movie and like they have great um you know going back and forth between each other when when it comes to the you know the hero um you know and the the, the bad guy monologuing because he does have quite a few monologues you know um and like they're they're just chemistry with each other it's like you know big guy versus bad guy mental game is it, I, I thought i thought it was great like yeah luke bracey was great in that but yeah, I mean, happy to get more stuff like that on Netflix. Like, I'll take that over. I can't think of like sometimes I make these like big movies that no one cares about. Like, I think someone just brought up Bright the other day, and I forgot Bright was even a movie <laughs> with like uh, Will Smith, and I can't remember yeah. who else was in it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, Joel Edgerton. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, like. I I like I take more of these like and Netflix to save some money you know making making these kind of movies like um but yeah, yeah, they, I, they, yeah. they spent they spent like fucking what was it like 200 million dollars on red notice nobody gives a shit <laughs> and yeah but, I mean, yeah it's like you could have spent a fraction of that and got a bunch more movies like Interceptor which I'd still be happier about even though I thought it was just okay but like yeah 200 million dollars like where'd the money go it's like just paying people i guess but uh yeah yeah mike, mike, yeah mike explained that that is, is basically just them paying people up front you know oh that's right uh, that's right he did yeah. i i was like who did this it was mike yeah because he was saying like they don't get like back-end deals like if it's in theaters they got to pay everybody huge amounts up front yeah. and half your budget's gone to pay people <laughs> like um maybe more than half yeah so well netflix apparently is going to be changing the way they do stuff from what they've said recently because they're kind of in trouble like i don't know they're in trouble they're probably fine but like uh i think they realized they spent way too much money on these movies and it wasn't worth it but yeah um, it yeah. look like the the like um the the Karolko for our generation because <laughs> Karolko definitely did they, they overspent and then fucking uh oh my god you know we're not making back as much as we need um pull all our finances into cutthroat island and we're dead <laughs> and we're dead yeah that's uh there's a great documentary about them on the total recall 4k disc mm-hmm. i don't know if you ever watched it it's a it's like an hour ish long but it's really good it's like especially if you like that kind of stuff about that company and how they operated and you're like okay i see what happened now because <laughs> like most of the movies seem like they were successful but they were just spending so much money that it was just like not sustainable and then yeah covered yeah. island just was like nail in the coffin at that point so yeah which is which is which just makes me sad because i fucking love cutthroat island like, saw it the uh, first time i liked it i i could see the money being spent like oh like okay i see what costs so much although i'm so sad that i've said this a few times that they didn't get to make the paul verhoeven schwarzenegger crusade movie they were going to make after cutthroat island like yeah like yo they, they were going to make it but they were like no we're going to put all our stuff into cutthroat island and then like oh. you know whatever whatever <laughs> Like, you know, like we're going to take the money we make from Cutthroat Island and make the Crusades. You just, you just, just chill out for a second, Paul Verhoeven. Yeah. Like, don't worry. We're going to make a bundle on Cutthroat Island and shit. Like, just watch, just watch it. We'll, we'll make your movie next. And, uh, no. 
<laughs> it didn't work out, unfortunately. In a in a different world, we would have got to see that movie, and I bet it would have been pretty uh pretty great. So I'll just yeah. keep dreaming of what we what we could have had. But <laughs> yeah. um, well, I'm glad you dug Interceptor. A lot of people did, which is good. So I hope I want more Elsa Pataki action movies. <laughs> so yeah, um, definitely. Anything else you've seen lately? Um, no, that's it. That's it. Uh, okay. I I've seen a bunch of stuff, but I'll I'll keep you short. It uh, um. Uh, everything everywhere all at once triple r and uh interceptor okay cool um i only have two that i actually just watched today because i've like, been watching nothing but stuff for a podcast and i just watched two random things for myself today just so it's like and uh i could not figure out what to watch earlier like i was at home i was working but i was like i gotta throw something on in the background and i ended up on netflix and put on molly's game with jessica chastain did you ever see this um <laughs> No, no. I, for a second, I was about to say uh, Jessica Chastain was in it, and I was thinking of Gerald's game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. This is a different game. It's Molly's game, which uh, apparently based on a true story, a crazy true story about this woman named Molly Bloom, who was a uh, like an Olympic level skier, but kind of got knocked out uh, due to injuries and just unfortunate uh, things happening and that didn't work out and somehow she through a series of events she winds up running these like really high stakes poker games uh that involve like celebrities uh allegedly toby mcguire uh is like a big part of this and he's played that it, michael sarah plays what's supposed to be toby mcguire where they call him like player x and he's michael sarah is really good in this <laughs> like uh, apparently toby mcguire is kind of a crazy person but um by all accounts but or uh you know kind of a he's a big gambler basically so um she runs these high stakes poker games all these celebrities and rich guys and um uh things just kind of start escalating and kind of the russian mob gets involved at one point and it gets kind of out of hand and fbi gets onto her and it's very much like a like trying to be like a Goodfellas type thing where it's like, it's all voiceover from Jessica Chastain, kind of the Henry Hill of the whole thing, telling the story back. And we're jumping back and forth between like present time when the FBI has kind of caught up to her and she's, her lawyer is Idris Elba, who's trying to help her out. And she's telling the story of how she got here. All this, this it's very interesting. It's a very interesting story. Um, It's, it's Aaron Sorkin wrote and directed it. Uh, I wish he was a better director. <laughs> like, it's a good movie. But the performances are really good for everybody. I wish he was a better director because it's like, it's not that creative. Like, you know, it's if, if like Scorsese had done this, it'd be a, a so much more exciting, amazing, you know, but he's kind of trying to do that style, but he's not great at it. <laughs> like, um, it works, I think, because the script's really good. His dialogue is good. The actors do a really good job with all that. Um, but his style is not, like that you know that great i think it might have been his first movie he directed maybe i don't know but um but i mean it's fine it gets through i was very interested in the whole thing i was very intrigued even though i don't know jack shit about poker <laughs> like i know i know poker terms they try to explain some of the poker stuff to you about like river and a flush and a, a full house and i'm like sure i've heard these sports before i know what they mean <laughs> they, they try to explain it and uh yeah i don't know it's but jessica chastain's great it just elba's great um it's it's i thought it was very entertaining i mean it's it's not perfect by any means but um it it passed the time so it was it was good but um yeah i mean i'd recommend it it's on netflix it was a fun it was a fun watch and the story is super interesting 
But yeah, like I I I heard of that before, but uh um yeah, like like I guess I was confusing it with uh uh Gerald's game. Oh yeah, very different movie. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely very different. But um yeah, yeah I, I definitely heard that and I like Jessica Chastain. Um I like her a lot as an actress. I know uh um she killed it as a uh, Tammy Faye Baker um in in a, in that uh, movie. Um, about Tammy Faye with her and uh, Andrew Garfield. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And and uh, I liked her in um. I was probably uh, well, I didn't, I didn't really like it that much, but uh, that movie she did, Three Five Five, with her and Lupita Nyong'o. Oh man, I had a rough and, time with Three Five Five. Yeah, yeah, I, I know, I know. I, I think I liked it more than people, and I, I like, I just kind of liked it. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, this, this, this is this is fine. I know Mike was like, uh, like, yeah, this is all right, but I'm, I'm never watching this shit again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the cast is so good of Three Five Five that you want to like give it a chance. I feel like, and they make it better than it would have been. But it's, I just think, uh, what's that guy's name? He did X Men: Dark Phoenix. Simon oh, si- Kin- Simon Kinberg. He's just not a good director. Like he's just, I don't think he's that good a director. But that cast powers that movie as much as they can. But um it's funny you're just like i thought it was okay because everyone else thought it was terrible it's like it's all right it's like um i mean, I mean it's yeah di- it's it's diverting enough but uh, like yeah it's not like uh you know this is not like uh you know some all-time action classic or anything right like you don't want to like, go to you don't want to go to bat for it like guys this is crazy <laughs> like, it, it's all right it's a right for one time watching shit but uh like you don't have to watch it again after that yeah and everybody's like yeah we know we know <laughs> I, I watch it for free on peacock and that was that was fine. I was like, it's all for free. So that's see, you're, cool. see, see, you're good. I actually saw that in theaters. <laughs> oh, okay. I was thinking about it. I was thinking it was like really early. I think like the first, second week of January. And uh, I think I just wanted to go to the movies. I almost went. And I was like, eh, no, I'll just I'll just stay home. And then, yeah, it came out on Peacock, like, I think like within like a month or two later. Yeah, it so. came on Peacock super fucking fast after. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that, uh. But no, Molly's game's good. Um, again, it's on Netflix. Uh, it only came out like five years ago, but it feels like forever ago. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just a random thing I threw on. It, it was good. Um, the other thing I watched uh, was actually a movie that our friend Daniel just did an episode of Cobwebs on um, called The Incredible Shrinking Man, uh, 1957. Uh, have you seen this one? Yes, yes, I have. Okay. I really liked it. I thought it was really good. Um, it's... Uh, I mean, yeah, exactly what it sounds like. A guy basically, he is out on a boat with his wife, and this mist comes over him. Uh, she's like in the in the boat, so she doesn't get her. And it's like a couple weeks later, he just starts shrinking. Very at first, it's very like yeah. subtle. It's like, are these my pants? They're a little loose, and then it becomes like, you know, very quickly, it's like, oh no, something is wrong. I'm two inches shorter. I'm like ten pounds lighter. Uh, and he starts getting smaller and smaller. Like he's like a little child size at one point <laughs> and i think they think they've stopped it at one point uh like scientists have like i think we fixed it i think you're good and they, they keep shrinking um gets very small at one point he's like, like the whole back half of the movie it's not a long movie it's like an hour and 20 minutes and uh the whole back half is basically him in his own basement but it's like a man it's like a survival movie because he's yeah. like so tiny at this point he's like living in a dollhouse like a cat gets in to the house and chases him down to the basement and it's like him trying to survive down there. A spider's down there. He has to fight. And it's very, very entertaining. Um, it was really good. And then it gets like 
just very like existential dread stuff at the end or just yeah, like the yeah. question of like humanity and uh it's yeah i did not expect that kind of i'd heard about it on daniel's show so i kind of expect it but it's like you still don't expect it from like a 50s sci-fi movie that could be uh you know just very hokey fun but it's like it has it feels kind of more serious because <laughs> of how they treat it um especially by the end you're like oh this is dealing with some heavy stuff this movie um yeah, it was really good. It was really good. I'm glad I watched it. And uh, his episode that he used to really convince me to finally actually just just watch it finally. <laughs> I heard about it. I was like, I got to watch this movie. And it's great. The effects are really cool how they did. Um, this is 57. I mean, this is, you know, they didn't have, I don't know what they had to work with, but like they did a good job with the whole force perspective and there's some optical effects and all kinds of, there were all kinds of tricks to make him like look smaller. Um, but yeah, it was, it was super fun. I was, I'm glad I finally watched it. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't seen that in so long. I remember watching it uh, back in the day on a sci-fi channel when they were the sci-fi channel. Not oh, yeah, not yeah. <laughs> I hate that Siffy rebrand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that shit is so stupid. Like, yeah, I watched it on the sci-fi channel. But I, well, I watched a lot of movies. I, I watched uh, a lot of stuff, like especially when um. <clears throat> like uh like stuff that uh daniel you talk about daniel like he used to cover on the original version of his show the, the cobwebs horror uh podcast <clears throat> and um i was like damn like uh i missed the chance i mean i know he still it's, it's not like he stopped doing you know old uh gothic horror but uh damn i missed the chance to be on the original version of the show to, to talk exactly <laughs> that because i spent so much time uh, watching those kind of movies on the uh, um, the original version of the Sci-Fi Channel, but uh, like yeah, that's definitely where I saw it. And like yeah, that that was that was that was like I mean I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember really enjoying it. And then yeah, and also remembering it really gets really you know dark and kind of depressing by the end of it. <laughs> you know, it's just like yeah, like surprisingly dark and depressing for a fifty sci-fi movie. You're like oh wait, this is not fun anymore. <laughs> like um and it just it's some real body horror because it's like just your body changing you can't do anything about it and how much that would suck to just just get smaller and smaller and like uh you know like by the end i say he's like living in a dollhouse and his wife you know has to like take care of him it's just it just is like it's this not fun scenario <laughs> like you know that you that this just don't want to happen to you it's like body horror-ish it's uh yeah, yeah, it was it was very good. I was I was uh, very happy to finally watch it. So um, I recommend revisiting it when you get a chance. Um, it's good. Um, Absolutely. Also, if you do still want to talk horror, I know Daniel will do that. I know. I mean, uh, he, I think no, it's I, just not the only thing he does now. So right, right, right. Like, no, he 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 explained it to me. Like I was like, yeah, I missed it. He was like, no, no, no. I'm still gonna do those. I I just want to do other stuff too. And I was like, I you know I completely get that because you know, that's exactly what happened my show where we were just the action junkies and then we were like the cinema junkies so I could leave myself open to you know me and Mac to talk about other movies, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I completely <laughs> understand his, his sentiment. <laughs> yeah. It's always nice to be able to open yourself up to talk about more stuff. So <laughs> I totally get it. Um but yeah that was all the two things I had to talk about. So um I guess we can finally jump into the Phantom here from nineteen ninety six. Yes. Starring Billy Zane as, as uh, the Phantom, as Kit Walker, which is um, 
a great name. There's a lot of great names in this movie. We're going to yes. uh, Xander oh, yeah, Drax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, I, I, de I definitely wanted to talk about the like all the, the great names. In <laughs> so, so many good ones. Um, So I'm curious if you're like me, did you see the Phantom like right when it came out in the 90s? Were you a fan of this when you were younger? I was, I was. I did see this in the in the 90s. Um, I did not see it in theaters, um, which is, you know, far from the course, uh, for, you know, if, if you look at the film's returns, uh, right. <laughs> you're not the only uh, one who missed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I, I definitely caught it on video afterwards and, um, I did want to see it though. I did want to see it in theaters, but, um, I don't think, you know, my parents were interested in seeing it as well. So it's like, you know, uh he was like yeah we're not taking you to see that shit <laughs> <You know? laughs> so so I, I i didn't catch it until it was on video and i was just like yeah hey, see i i, I like this and i i i wanted to see this and it's good you should have took me to see this and i was like yeah. you know <laughs> like that's it, yeah it, it it it's 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 i remember you and patrick uh great friend patrick bartlett had did uh the shadow and uh, he took the word right out of my mouth when uh, he said he was talking about that weird time in the 90s from the early to mid 90s where, you know, because comic book movies were like still in its infancy. Uh, you had Superman in the late 70s and then you had Batman in the 80s. And then, but like, it was like Batman that really set it off because throughout the late 70s, early 80s, it was just really Superman. Yeah, um, yeah, and nobody was trying to do other stuff, but you did have um, you did have uh, a wild man George Lucas trying to make a franchise out of Howard the Duck, <laughs> uh, in '86, and I, I, that that is just I, God bless him for trying though, like, but <laughs> like my man, what like you were insane to think you were trying to turn that movie into. A, a major franchise, you know. Um, but like, yeah, like Batman came out in 89, kind of like people were so like, oh yeah, you know, this this there may be something to this comic book movie thing, you know. Fucking everybody thought that uh uh when Batman was coming out, it's gonna be fucking Adam West uh revisited, it's gonna be campy, and then it came out, and then like, you know, it was a a major success, obviously. So people were like, hey, we want to do comic book movies like that too. We want to make buku money like like <laughs> they did on Batman. And then like uh of course you had in uh Dick Tracy in nineteen ninety, you had the Rocketeer in nineteen ninety-one, you had the Shadow in ninety-four, and you had this in ninety-six. And it was like out of those four, I think Dick Tracy was the only one that actually made money. Which is unfortunate. That's, I think you're right. And if they did make money, it was disappointing. I think I Shadow made like well, if you look at like the budget versus the box office, it might have made a little more, but I'm sure with marketing and all that stuff, you know, it wasn't what they wanted. And I don't think they weren't they weren't killing it on like um merchandise like they wanted to. I think that was the big thing people took from Batman too, was like, oh, we can merchandise the shit out of these movies and and sell toys and games and, and books and all kinds of stuff. And uh, Dick Tracy, like, did uh, did pretty well with that. But then, like, yeah, the other ones, like, box office-wise, disappointing. Merchandise-wise, disappointing. So, 
yeah, it just never panned out again quite after that. But they were yeah. trying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think um, as it went down the line, like, the grosses got less and less and less until you reach the Phantom and it's like an outright bomb at the box office. Yeah. Like, it didn't, it, it cost 45 million. It made like 23, I think. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it did not even make half. It's, it made like nothing back compared to its budget. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's a shame. I, I remember, I remember when, uh, um, Dick Tracy came out, like I was all into Dick Tracy. Uh, it was, um, in uh like I, I wanted to, I remember I had to get a shot um, at the doctor. I had to get a needle. And the way they, I, I didn't, obviously, you know, you're a little kid. I was six. You know, little kids don't want to get fucking needles. Oh, yeah. I still don't yeah. like them. Yeah. Like... Yeah. yeah I, don't, I, don't, I don't want the shit. Um, you know, don't, don't give me needles. But, uh, <laughs> like, my, my, my father took me and the way he conned me into it was like, uh, if you get it, I'll get you a Dick Tracy toy. I was like, oh, okay. And I remember telling the doctor that, oh, like, oh, you're such a brave little boy. I'm like, dad said he was getting me a Dick Tracy toy. <laughs> that's the only I reason was, why. I was bribed. I don't want to, yeah, it's like, that's the only reason I'm brave right now. Yeah, that's the only reason why I'm here. I'm getting Dick Tracy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so just hurry up so we can go to Toys R Us and get a Dick Tracy toy for me. <laughs> you know? Um, so, like, yeah, there was that. I remember also renting the, the video game. Like, we went to Blockbuster. And like when whenever we would go to Blockbuster, like it, it would like alternate, like you know, to rent video games. Like one week, one weekend I would pick the game, and then the next weekend my sister would pick it. And then the weekend it was my pick, I picked Dick Tracy on um Nintendo, like uh, NES. Oh, uh-huh. <clears throat> and that game is a big piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, I think I've seen the angry video game nerd do yeah. review of that game. <laughs> yeah, like like his episode is a perfect, you know, like encapsulation of how frustrating and suck that game is. <laughs> and, and, and the funny thing is, I remember like my sister like laughing at me, like "Aha, you, your game is back!" Uh, <laughs> and then like you know, we returned the game, and then like she got to pick, so she picked uh, her game the next weekend, and it was fucking Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which is. Just as big a piece of shit as Dick Tracy <laughs> video game. So it was like, aha, your game sucks too. <laughs> you know, so there was that. But like, yeah, like I remember, like, you know, that, that is a big point, like you made right there. It was like the merchandise. It's like like the, the box of like like yeah, the box office gross is like pretty important. Like, you know, they, they want to make a lot of money. Uh, you know, they spend a lot of money making these movies, so they want to make that money back. But like they they they're more like they're more concerned is with the the merchandise like and they're like you know what do you, what would you feel better about like the 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 four hundred million dollars you made at the box office or like the eight hundred million dollars you made selling the toy from you know yeah that's I mean that's why they've made uh they made Cars sequels Pixar's Cars because like I I think I you know I think like the the box office was good definitely. But I had no idea how much money they were making off merchandising from cars. Like that shit's insane. Because I don't, I don't have kids. But then, I, like, I read something where it's like, oh, Disney's like, we need more cars movies because you make like hundreds of millions of dollars <laughs> off of the merchandise. Like, we mm-hmm. don't give a shit about the box office. We don't care about the movie. It's like we got to have excuse to make more cars toys. <laughs> like, um, it's it's crazy. And then like that kind of trumps a bunch of like, you know, stuff sometimes where it's like we need to set, we need to move merchandise. Um, 
Yeah. And yeah, I know Phantom did so bad they were like canceling things. Like I think there was a video game in development they canceled. There was mm-hmm. a toy line that they dumped. Like they just were like, nope, it's not, it's not gonna work. <laughs> like uh so yeah, that's that's a bad sign when you're like, we're not even gonna try with the merchandise. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like just just fuck it. Like, just dump yeah, it yeah. somewhere. And nobody um, no nobody's buying a Billy Zane figure, like just just dump it. Like just let's <laughs> Let's just get the fuck out, you know. I feel like, like I'm sure I would have had a Phantom toy because I had Shadow toys and uh, Dick Tracy I did toys. Too. I did too. I had Shadow <laughs> toys as well because I I fucking love the Shadow. Like I remember the first time I seen the Shadow. Like that was another one I didn't get to see in theaters. I saw it on video, but like I loved it so much that I, you know, after the the movie was over, I stopped it and rewound it, and then we watched we watched it again, you know, because I I loved I loved the Shadow, you know, what I'm saying, and and I had Shadow figures. Uh, um, you know, sitting there playing around with them, you know, that shit. Uh, <laughs> I love those shadow toys. I thought they were very, they were cool. I was like, and the shadow was cool to me. I was like, this guy's awesome. He's a cape. He's got two guns. It's like, you know, it's like, I was like, yeah. this guy's cool. Uh, yeah, I don't, I might have been the only, I'm mean, not the only kid, but I felt like, I was like, yeah, shadow toys. <laughs> like, um, if it looked cool, I was going to buy it. Um, but Definitely. I mean, yeah, yeah, like I, these were all like video rental or video store rental staples for me, like all these movies. I don't think I, owned any of them but i besides dick tracy i was renting these all the time like shadow rocketeer phantom like um constantly i was just like let's go rent that again you know <laughs> so yeah um moving yeah. a lot of tapes that way yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i definitely um yeah i don't think i saw any one of those four in yeah i know theaters. i did not yeah <laughs> yeah i didn't see dick, dick tracy in theaters i saw that on video like all of them i saw on video um but but I was I was really into each, each and every one of them like uh, Dick Dick Tracy Rocketeer Shadow and Phantom. I remember that being a big topic of discussion in school. Like you know, um, everybody was like, "Oh, I want to see the Phantom." Yeah, I want to see it too. And um, yeah, I, I I really fucking dug the Phantom. It was, it's a shame that it, it bombed so hard. You know, because I was I was totally into it. Like. You know, considering the fact that it's basically um, kind of like a throwback to like the Indiana Jones type movie, like it kind of exists yeah, in that yeah. kind of in that same vein, like you know, because you know, they're, they're, uh, obviously Indiana Jones is inspired by the serials um, from from the '30s, uh, and the Phantom was um, a serial topic, you know, back in those days. Like they had some Phantom serials, and, you know, and it was based on a pulp comic, you know. And it was just like uh, it, it it translates so well, like you know, it, it's I, I I had I hadn't seen it in years, so I had to be watching, you know, like you know, and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this and I remember that, but it was just like, like you remember certain moments, but like you know, just going back through it is just like how just like great everything was executed, like the stuns, like and, and like you miss that kind, like I miss that kind of like like style of filmmaking where you know it's all about the adventure like you know that adventurous yeah. appeal <laughs> like you know that scene where um they tr- the, the 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 plane is losing fuel and it's going to crash and they have to transfer from the plane to the horse that's uh riding below them and it's just like such an amazing sequence and it's just like oh god i i <laughs> I, I, I miss this kind of stuff like i remember um uh i did a episode of uh uh our buddy daniel after his uh, show i was talking we talked about um the the two 
uh, Time Machine movies, the, the George Powell one from 1960 and the 2002 one. And uh, I remember remarking that uh, like the the 2002 Time Machine kind of reminded me of like that old, like that 90s swash, not like the old swashbucklers, but like the the 90s revival of the swashbuckler. Mm-hmm. Like, and I and I remember remarking that. The time machine would be a great double feature with the Phantom. Like, oh, like, yeah. like <laughs> the, the Phantom and the Time Machine would go great together. Like it almost made me like rewatching the Time Machine almost made me emotional. Like, you know, thinking about that. Because like, you know, it, it reminded me of like that time as a kid and just being carefree and you know, you just you didn't have to worry about nothing. You don't have to worry about the world being a fucking piece of shit place to live. You could just be a kid and just worry about like all oh, you know the movies coming out and just have fun, and you know. And then I was like, watch, actually watching the Phantom and rewatching it for the purposes of this discussion. I was like, oh man, those were the days. We really had everything. <laughs> we had it all. We just we just didn't care. I yeah. I mean, I love like the adventure aspect of the Phantom. It does. I think this is the one I maybe said on one of the episodes. It all feels like it owes more to Indiana Jones than anything else. Like, like Shadow feels like it owes a lot to to Batman. Um, yes. And Rocketeer kind of feels like Dick Tracy, Indiana Jones. Like, but Phantom, I feel like, really has the Indiana Jones just sense of adventure and like. Yeah. I love the practical stunts. That stunt with the the truck on the bridge. Oh yeah, sequence is so good. Um, and and like they're using a lot of practical stunts, but there are they are using like some kind of background uh, optical effects. I don't know what you want to call them, like, um, but they're not like I don't think they're overusing them, and I don't think they ever look that bad when they are. Because I know a lot of the stuff, like you mentioned, the the scene in the plane when they go down the horse, a lot of that was shot with like uh, effects, you know, where like the I think they said it wasn't green screen, something else, but um, but it still looks really good. I mean, I you, you know, it's like I don't think it looks that fake or anything and then like they did really have people jump onto the horse that was a real stunt like um which is pretty crazy but it looks great i mean um yeah i mean the movie just looks so good and so like bright and it's it feels so vibrant um and i know everyone complains now about like how you know so many movies look so like muddy and dark and just kind of fake i guess <laughs> like and then you yeah. see the phantom you're like so much of this is like they went to these real places they did a bunch of stunts like you can see it all it looks really good like um and it's yeah they, it's, ha- it, yeah. they, they have actual sets it's not a green screen <laughs> yeah there's some great sets in this movie too i love the phantoms uh like skull cave that whole oh, yeah the production I, design is so good of this. <laughs> like, yeah absolutely absolutely and i'm like i, I love how the movie like the climax of the movie is on a fucking pirate ship. Yes. Like, yes. It was just like, yeah, oh. you know, I was like, I was like, just like fucking movies ending like the Goonies over here and shit. And I was like, it's great. You know, it's just like, uh, yeah, it was just like so, so much of it was just kind of like, like just what rewatching it was like, oh, this is all coming back to me. You know, <laughs> it was just like, all, all the beautiful stunts, the set design, like you were saying, it's just like, yeah, like we really did have it all. We really did. We, <laughs> we really did. did. We didn't appreciate it. And it's weird because, yeah, the Phantom, like it's this is when like the whole thing bottoms out on this retro hero phase. Like it's done after this. Like, uh, yeah, because 97, we get Batman and Robin, which kind of just hurts the superhero gen- genre in general at that point because it's like, 
you know, it's like the bottom's falling out. And like, and and then it's like, then it's weird because then you transition to like the late 90s, 2000s, where it's then they have to try really hard to be like cool and not like a little yeah. darker. Like, I mean, 98 is Blade. I mean, yeah, I, I fucking yeah. love Blade, but it Blade is night and day with the phantom <laughs> like they like and i love both i love both of them but like um then it's like the matrix mat 99 then you have x-men 2000 where they're like they're actively against the comic book suits like they make the yeah. joke about like what do you want yellow spandex like it's all black leather to don't yeah. like now at all in retrospect i'm like what it, it's like but they were so scared to to do stuff like the phantom where he's wearing the purple suit you know what i mean like, it's ba- like... <laughs> basically basically like they were scared to be corny like exactly. Phantom, yeah. Phantom is has no problem being corny. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, because oh, that yeah. that just comes with the territory. Like, you know, it's a guy, the purple spandex, you know, running through the jungle. You know, <laughs> it, it makes little sense. You know, the jungle is green and he's wearing all fucking bright purple. And, <laughs> it's the worst and, jungle camo you could possibly imagine, but it's like right. oh, whatever, it's fun. Yeah, it's, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, like it, 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 you don't give a shit. You know, it, it, they're just going with it. You know, um, Batman and Robin took it too far. You know, <laughs> it, it took it too far in that corny aspect. Like we, like, we danced too close to the sun with Batman and Robin. Yeah. <laughs> like, so like after that, like from Blade all the way to Sam Raimi Spider Man, it's just like you're actively not trying trying not to be corny like you know everybody's in black you know like uh like people to this day like really uh argue against whether blade is a superhero movie or not like oh he's he's something vampires yeah but he is a superhero character but like yeah but like you know he's just fighting vampires you know but he still is a fucking superhero and, um, right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, yeah. And then, like, like, like you mentioned, X Men—they're all in black leather. And like, yeah, we want your spandex, you know. And it's just like, yeah, like you—they're—they're they're trying. They're, they're going so hard to be cool, you know. Like, yeah, we're gonna be in all black leather. We're not gonna be yellow spandex or blue or, you know, all the, all this kind of bullshit. We're just gonna be cool in our black leather. And then <laughs> it, 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 it took Sam Raimi coming out with. Uh, Spider Man's like no, uh, I, I'm I'm going back to the corny. Uh, yes. We're gonna have him in blue and red, and then like you know, but you still had that kind of aspect where it was just like, you know, Sam Sam is different. You know, Sam, uh, he's not afraid of that, but like people were still afraid of that. Like uh, you had Daredevil the very next year, and it was just like they didn't know whether they wanted, you know, like they got him in his like red jumpsuit, but like it's dark and like burgundy, so it's like. We don't, we don't know whether we want to be corny or not, so we're just going to kind of do it this way. <laughs> yeah, uh, then there's a weird... There's after Spider-Man, because then I think they see dollar signs again, but then there's a weird period where they're kind of kind of flopping their arms, where it's like it's Daredevil, it's the Fantastic Four movies, which uh, I know, sorry, our friend Daniel loves, but I, I don't... I need to rewatch them, because I think at the time I thought they were too corny, they might be a breath of fresh air now, I don't know, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think good Ghost Rider come out before like oh 2008 is the pivotal turning point because you get Dark Knight and Iron Man the same year. Yes. And superhero movies go both directions from there for the next 14 years. From, oh my God, I can't 14 years. But yeah, it's been like, it's it's like they go two different, it's like dark and kind of grounded or like MCU style, you know, it's yeah. like, which is a little lighter and we know how they have a formula, but like. Yeah, it's it's these periods of superhero movies are interesting. I Sam Raimi, I, he it's perfect balance between like silly 
but still he takes it seriously because I think he loves the material. Yeah, yeah, it's the sincerity. Like we were talking about that. I remember there was a big discussion about that on Twitter, um, which which Mike uh, had a the beautiful point, which I thoroughly agree with. Where it's like um, with the MCU, uh, like I mean, they 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 take their characters, but like you know, they try to undercut that. Where it's like there's that the, the corniness of the character, but like you know, it's like I ah, you know like we get it, we're corny, we're, we're having fun, <laughs> you know. But like with Snyder, like yeah, like Zack Snyder did, like you know, Man of Steel and Batman v Superman and Justice League, and it's like yeah, like you know, he t- has a darker approach to it, but like he takes the characters so seriously, you know, and there's such a sincerity in like his portrayal of the characters, like even if like you you may look at it and it's like this is not the Superman I know, Superman is corny as fuck, <laughs> um, but uh, like you know, like but he takes them so seriously, and it's like there's a sincerity where it's like. He, he's not making a joke of these characters right you know right. like they, they, they're not a joke to him whereas the mcu is just like you know yeah like you know we love our characters but like you know they're corny so we're gonna make fun of them you know <laughs> yeah i wish i dial back on that a little bit because uh even when i love the movie like i i, I really love spider-man no way home i really enjoy that movie but then that you still have stuff where they have to make jokes about like dr octopus's name it's like otto octavius haha like you know it's like there's a lot of that and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, they, they can't take him seriously. You know, it's like, oh, oh, oh look, his name is the, the Doctor Octavius. You know, Doctor Octopus. Oh, <laughs> big joke. And it's like, <laughs> and, you know, and it's like, like the Phantom never, the Phantom would never do no thing like that. Like a movie like the Phantom, like they're one hundred percent into it. And you know, if it, if, if you know, it, corny as it is, like you know, they're one hundred percent into the corniness, and that's the beauty <laughs> of it. Like you know. It takes these characters seriously and it portrays them pure fucking corny, you know. And yeah, like, it's, yeah. it's not making fun of him. Like, you know, he's in there and he's dashing, and you know, he's he's heroic, and you know, he's fucking corny guy, you know, like <laughs> a fucking Boy Scout. But you know, that just goes along with the character, and it portrays it one hundred percent that way. It's not going to sit there and undercut it with a joke, and it's like you don't have some fucking guy like, oh, dude. You, you're in all purple, you know. Like <laughs> nobody, nobody remarks uh, that at all. Nobody says. I was going to say like, I couldn't remember. There's no jokes about him wearing a purple suit. I don't remember. There's no, like, like no. If it, if it was an MCU movie, they oh, would yeah. have a thousand fucking jokes about his dude. Really purple? Like you know, you're in the jungle. It's all green. <laughs> like you, you're going to stand out like nothing. Like I can they, hear the jokes in my head the MCU would do for this. Like you know, it's like he's trying to hide, and someone's like. You're wearing purple in the jungle. You know they could see you, right? Or so it's like yeah. you're like really, dude. Purple in the jungle. I could just I could hear. I could hear it. Um, ghost who walks by something about that. I mean, there'd be so many yeah. r- jokes about all this stuff. Like, yeah, like uh, like a ghost. Like, don't ghosts blow? Like, what, what kind of ghost walks? Like, oh, that's stupid, dude. <laughs> you know, like they like the fucking bad guy. See him uh, come in in the big purple suit. And I was like, oh shit, Phantom. Let's get out of here. You know, because we're scared. You know, like they they portray him one hundred percent concrete as, like like you know this this character who's this myth who's this legend and they're scared. You know, they're not fucking making jokes about him at all. Like, and like it's the sincerity. That's what we appreciate. You know, the sincerity of it. You know, it's not a joke. It, you know, there's no puns. I mean, he makes you know some jokes, but like, it's it's not a joke on the character. Like you know we're just along with him you know as he's sitting there making these these you know these 
little dashing like ha 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 uh, you would never <laughs> defeat the phantom you know <laughs> that kind of that thing and it's a beautiful thing it's just like I, I, I miss when you know these, these kind of comic book movies were, were like that yeah there's just a real like lightness to the whole thing that i is missing and like yeah the jokes are just they're not at the expense of what's happening. Like there's just just funny moments that feel everything's really genuine as a phantom. It's all very earnest yes. and genuine and like yes, um... it's 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 light. <laughs> it's it's not hearty stuff, but it's it's incredibly sincere. You know, one hundred percent genuine. Like there, there's nothing funny about this guy. He exists, like matter of factly, in this world, and it's it's just. And it was like going, like going back to like those days, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you'd watch the series or you listen to the radio show and you know, you're enthralled by it. You know, we didn't have time for fucking jokes because that's what we had. I mean, uh, that's not what I had because I'm not that fucking old <laughs> you know, to be listening to the radio shows, watching the serials, you know, watch them later and shit in the like badly transferred uh, DVD editions. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and like, yeah. yeah like that that's just uh, that's what it was it was just you know we had like the, the rocketeer as well and dick tracy as well like and 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 the shadows like these characters were just 100 percent portrayed genuine as to how they originally appeared in their original incarnation you know in in the old comic novels and you know the radio shows and the serials and stuff and you know, that's that's the stuff I miss. That's the stuff I miss. Like, you know, um, by the time you hear this recording, uh, we had already done, uh, uh, me and uh, Chris Hurtado uh, did uh, Superman 2. And and that's another thing, you know, Richard Don the way Richard Donner portrays Superman, you know, he wasn't uh, uh, afraid to portray him 100% genuine to how he was. And, you know, Superman, even though he's my favorite superhero, He's 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 a corny motherfucker, <laughs> Superman. <laughs> yeah, but then, yeah, it's like you gotta remember that he's still Superman. He's still super powerful, and like I think they forget, like they can't make him badass and kind of corny. Like you know what I mean? It's like they have a hard right. time making him like kind of all shucks, like farm boy. But then he can like, you know, do incredible things. Like I think I brought this up to Mike at one point. Um, if you're a Superman guy, did you ever watch a Justice League cartoon that was like in the early 2000s? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I love, I mean, where Superman goes like toe to toe with uh, Doomsday and is just has this whole speech about how he walks around on Earth, like, you know, trying to control his powers, not hurt anybody because he's and then he's like, I don't have to hold back with you and then just socks it, <laughs> you know, it's like it's like it's a badass moment. And like they don't know how to, I feel like, um, capture that that well. It's like they they, they either. I mean, I, I like the the Christopher Reeve Donner, you know, like that version is nice because he's sincere, but like he could be a sincere, corny guy and also beat the shit out of, you know, Doomsday or uh, Darkseid. It's Darkseid, not Doomsday, but yeah, Darkseid, he punches in the face. But like he can, yeah. he can still, he's super powerful, but like, yeah, he's a farm boy, you know, it's like he yeah, can yeah, be yeah. both. So, yeah, I, I like, yeah, it's just, I, I, I think the um, filmmakers just have a hard time trying to. Um, portray that sincerity of the corniness of like these old timey comic characters you know it's just you know like it's like they, they feel like audiences will have a hard time um feeling um some feeling something with them 
know what I mean? Like, uh, so it's like, it's better to laugh, you know, at them at times than, you know, laugh with them than laugh at them. Like, you know, so that's yes. why they always like yeah. making fun of themselves, you know, like the movie's making fun of them. Um, it's like they want to get ahead of the jokes. It's like, they yeah, wanna, yeah. it's like, yes. I mean, I did this as a like, defense mechanism as a kid because I was like overweight, had glasses. So I like, I started making jokes, like self-deprecating jokes to like get ahead of the joke. Uh, yeah. You know, you do that kind of like, I'll get ahead of the joke. So then they can't beat me too. <laughs> it's like, um, you don't have to do that in a movie. You don't have to do that with these superhero movies. Like, um, especially it's like, I think now, you know, superheroes are so in mainstream culture. It's like, we don't need to, like make these jokes anymore, you know? <laughs> it's like right, right. Yeah. We're like, you know, we can like hundred. I mean, you know, it, it's a, you have a hard time with certain characters, you know, because it's like, it, like that was the problem with Snyder because you know he he took like Superman down to a human level, which I was telling Chris, but it's like you know, when you're a kid, you know, your main thing is you want to be Superman, and Man right. of Steel. Superman is us, you know, he's very human, you know, and he makes human decisions. Like, you know, the whole thing with Zod snap, you know, Zod's getting his, him snap, snapping Zod's neck. And it's like, that's not something Superman would do. Of course it's not something Superman would do. It's something you would do. Right. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. like, you know, like people are like, oh my God, you know, how could Superman do that? If fucking Zod was tearing up the city right now and shit, and Superman had him like that, I guarantee the whole world be like, snap neck, snap it. <laughs> you know, like, so miss me with that bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I never problem. I never had a problem with that. I thought it was weird people had such a problem with that. I'm like, what else are you supposed to do? It's kind of like, you know, there's really no way out of the situation they put him in. They even put like, I haven't seen it all the time. They put like a family in danger, right? There's like a group. Right, right, like yeah, a, yeah. It's like, yeah, like, really and has, people, yeah. yeah, and people were like, oh, like, you know, like the, the family could move. And I was like, well, no, they're trapped in that position. Oh, well, the screenwriters could have wrote it where that didn't happen. I was like, yeah, but are you going to have that situation in real life? Um, like, you know, you're putting him in a situation where he has to, you know, in a situation where he has to make a split second decision. You know, it's, I saved his family, you know, I don't, I don't want to murder this guy, but I got to save his family. And, he, you know, he's Eddie, he's not going to stop, you know, and it's like, yeah, but, you know, and it's like, but I'm not Superman. And it was like, yeah, but Superman is you. And that's the whole point of that movie. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Superman is brought down to your level, you know, and uh, yeah, I mean, like, look, I, I, I can see people having a problem with that because you know, they, they recognize Superman as a corny character, but it's like, yeah, I've been giving a shit about that motherfucker until now. Don't, 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 <laughs> don't, don't try, don't try to hit me with that. Like, you know, nobody cared about Superman until he snapped Zod's neck. Now, y'all, like, oh, what have you done to Superman? Shut up, shut up. <laughs> When I was reading oh. Superman comics back in the day, like it was like, oh, super, read Superman comics. Uh, Superman sucks. It's all about Spider Man. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Now, now all of a sudden, y'all care about Superman. Shut up. Shut <laughs> yeah, up. growing up, I feel like it was that time where he was just not edgy enough. Like, I feel like superheroes had to have an edge. And it's like, people didn't like Superman because it was like, he's like kind of a Boy Scout. And it's right. almost, he's got too, he's too powerful. So it's not. As interesting to people and all this stuff and uh he's too I mean, pure yeah is the problem <laughs> exactly yeah like and it's but i i still I, I like him more now than i did when i was younger actually i think i i always find so interesting with superman about like that he chooses to be good because yes. he could run the whole planet if he wanted to like he's a god amongst everybody in this planet and he chooses 
to do good things, which I find the most fascinating uh thing about him is like his moral uh like resolve i guess you could say like um and that he it's i mean, imagine it's tough too he's walking around like he says in that one speech about like trying not to hurt people you know yeah. it's like because he's so powerful and he's like got to really like watch it basically so um yeah i i find it more interesting as i as i get older i think they've gotten better at like writing for him probably over the past few decades because like he is kind of, he is kind of to write for because like it's hard to find people to stand up to him that he can't just beat instantly. Or you got to always bring kryptonite in the situation, which is like, yeah. you know, how many times can you figure that out? You know, it's like, um, but you know, they've gotten better, I think. And yeah, there's a lot of good Superman stories out there. And um, yeah. So I mean, we're talking about the Phantom, but it's something on Superman. It's okay. No, no, like, no, 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 no. This is interesting. I, I no, I'm... <laughs> no, no, I, I realized that, but then it's like, yeah, but we're keeping it tone with like, you know, characters being, you know, like these, these old age characters. Oh, yeah, I know you're fine. I just kind of had a thought where I was like, oh, yeah, right. The Phantom. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We're supposed, <laughs> we're supposed to be talking about the Phantom. No, here. you're like... <laughs> <laughs> The Phantom's cool, guys. Um, no, he, uh, I think I want to bring this up too. And I, this is another theory I have about the Phantom and like the time that this whole thing ran out of steam um, is 96. And I'm like, we're, we're, we're close to the same age. And I feel like I always think of the late 90s as like a time of like things had to get really edgy it's like jerry springer and like uh wwf attitude era like yeah. wrestling and new metal and like and like all these like late 90s early 2000s it's like i don't think i don't think the late 90s had a place for the phantom because he's too like corny and pure but you know it's like i think the tide culturally was turning to like edgier stuff because then you get yeah, you get like blade and the matrix yeah um, absolutely which are like you know by standards like way cooler air quotes you know what i mean it's like it's just it's a whole different thing and i feel like there was like a shift happening and the phantom was like just kind of caught at the the end of that and it's kind of like no no we we're on to some we want cooler edgier shit you know what yeah I mean? yeah like, the, like everybody was moving on you know yeah the, like you know the age of the corny hero was all but dead, you know, and it's like, like I said, Batman and Robin was the nail in the coffin, you know, right? Because <laughs> that, that 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 original series films, like you know, started with Tim Burton's Batman, and you know that was kind of edgy, you know, like they put Batman in all black, you know, and he's fucking murdering people, you know, fucking Batman's a psychopath, and in, in the <laughs> Tim Burton movies. You know, he's killing people with reckless abandon. He doesn't give a shit. And as the movies went along, you know, he got less edgy. Well, like, the, from first you had Batman Returns, which was, like, you know, so goddamn dark that they told Tim Burton, who just made them, like, so much money. It's like, oh, dude, you, you don't have to do it anymore. You can, you can move along. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then they brought in Joe Schumacher to make it more family-friendly, you know? And then Batman and Robin, he went too far. Well, I don't. I don't even really think that was Joe Schumacher's fault. I think that was. Well, yeah, there's others. that great story about the people. They were like, "Can you make it more?" I think the word was toyetic. They yes. Were like, can you make it more? Can you make it more like toy centric, basically? And yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he was exactly. like, "I've lost control of this thing at this point." <laughs> like, yeah, like toyetic. He was like, "Which, which is a word I've never heard before." <laughs> like, you know, and it was like, yeah, like you know, make it more family friendly, and it's like. The, the, the funny thing is that that's the one that uh, everyone hates, but it's like it's the only one that's really true to the character because that's the only one where he doesn't kill anybody. <laughs> like, so it's like, yeah. yeah, so it's like, yeah, like 
it, it, it was weird too because like you know like you were going to this more family friendly stuff and then it was coinciding with these um these retro pulp heroes being you know rediscovered for a new generation and like you know like the the you know dick tracy's kind of corny but he was still murdering people in, in, the, in, the, in that movie <laughs> well, there's a lot of but like yeah, yeah you, you, you had that one sequence where it's just like what what is it like fucking five minutes of just tommy guns going crazy and him punching and, people in the face right right right. It's great yeah 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 and then and like you know then you had a. Uh, uh rocketeer you know where um he's his character is like a g g willikers you know kind of kind of <laughs> character and you know you got the shadow with his two guns you know what I'm saying but like you know he's not killing anybody uh, <laughs> he, he he stabs a dude in the head uh with a shard of mirror with his mind that's but true that's pretty intense i forgot but like that. yeah but the guy doesn't die he doesn't kill him he just stabs oh, him in the head that's right. It, I yeah. almost forgot. Because I'm like, he has to die. That must have been like a studio note or so. I don't know. That just feels like they were like, okay, he can't be murdered, but, you know, you can put him in a sane asylum or something. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like you can't have him, like, you know, just straight out murdering people. So, like, yeah, just like, yeah, you can stab him in the forehead with this big shard of mirror. But, but he, uh, can't die. <laughs> he can't die. We just have him lobotomized, you know, where it's yeah. just like, oh, man. You know, and then, like, you know, you have uh, the Phantom where, uh, He's he's not he's not murdering people at all. Like you know, he's just beating people up. He's got two guns, but he's not killing anybody. Like you know, <laughs> yeah, the, the first guy he shoots at, he shoots a gun out of his hand. <laughs> yeah, he just shoots the, he just shoots the gun that guns out of the hands. He's just fighting. Like you know, in the big climax, he captures all the bad guys in the neck. <laughs> you know, it's like some <laughs> some old school shit right there. You know, like oh, that's how we run. Like he's surrounded by all these bad guys. How do we take care of him without him killing everybody with his two guns? <laughs> we just capture them in a net, like this is fucking uh, Errol Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> and Treat Williams does explode, although I, I can't really put that oh, yeah. fully on the Phantom. Yeah. He's just kind of fighting him with his skull ring, and then that's just what happens. You know, it's like I'm like he, yeah, I don't think yeah. the Phantom knows what the fuck's gonna happen. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, totally. They were totally having a, the, the battle with their Schwartz, you know what I'm saying, with their powers. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of, too. <laughs> uh, you know, I My totally Schwartz is that. larger than you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, your Schwartz is big as mine. <laughs> you know, they were saying they're going back and forth. You know? But yeah, he does kill, he, he does kill, technically kill Treat Williams. And I, I guess you could credit him with killing fucking uh, Carrie, Carrie Skawa. You know, wait, wait. Um, I mean, he doesn't push him into the water with the sharks, but he lets him fall in. And like, oh, yeah, you know, he doesn't yeah. try to, he doesn't try to save him. He just lets him get eaten by the sharks. He's just like, oh, oh well. <laughs> you know I'm saying that's how Batman gets away with a lot of stuff too. Where it's like he doesn't directly murder people, but he kind of like lets them die. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh no, no, like when you get to Batman Returns, he's fucking murdering. Like when he shot well, the, yeah. the, the the dynamite <laughs> in that fucking fat dude's uh 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 in his belt and then just smiles and just like yeah you're about to die yeah <laughs> I mean I think yeah I think two of uh Batman Begins when he literally tells uh Liam Neeson like I don't I'm not gonna kill you but I don't have to save you you know that whole it's like but he's still you know it's yeah, like yeah. you're still, <laughs> you're still well. murdering him that's still murder motherfucker. <laughs> yeah it's like, you can say whatever you want but yeah um it's funny when you mentioned Carrie Tagawa because like you can't I think the movie can't get any better I and mean, then he shows up as a fucking pirate and it's like well this is this is the next level now. <laughs> like right right uh, like yeah this, this, this the whole cast is amazing you got billy zane as the hero which is amazing because you know billy zane is most known for playing like you know one of the most incredible pricks in movies 
I know. Yeah, it's it's. Tough. I mean, of course, like you know, two yeah. years later, he would have you know Titanic, you know, playing that incredible prick, and uh, of course, Demon Knight, his 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 great performance, Dead Calm, which is the one that you know put him on the path to, you know, just uh, relevancy, where he just played that an, an enormous psychopathic prick. Um, so it was just like, yeah, like you got Billy Zane playing like you know this, you know this dashing swashbuckling hero and he's got the looks for it you know billy zane is one of those actors that just you know he plays a bad guy a lot but he 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 reminds me so much of like those old like old movie like like movie stars yeah yeah like like he has those looks you know and he's just got that he's got that pure charisma like a like a like a rock hudson you know where he's just like this guy is just so damn charismatic. Just looking at him on screen, like he doesn't even have to say anything. He just shows up and he's got that twinkle in his eye and that smile. And you just love Billy Zane. <laughs> you yeah, really I, do. I do think of him as a bad guy a lot, but then I watch the fan because it's mostly Titanic. He's such a prick in that movie. And then I watch Phantom. I'm like, he's a great good guy because he's so he's so charismatic. And then in like in Demon Knight, he's the bad guy. But mm. god damn it, he's so he's so charismatic in that movie. It's like it's just yeah. bananas. Like it's 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 he can do anything. But yeah, I do think it was like a bad guy. But then it's like he's such a charming good guy, and he's so likable in this because he's so like, it's not quite like oh gee golly, but he's just kind of he seems happy to be everywhere. Like you know, I love when he he drops down on the boat and he's like, uh, he's like, what is this, a boat full of women? He just but he seems like he's just like sure. seems happy about it. He seems just pleasantly like, oh, what's going on here? It's a boat full but, of ladies. Like <laughs> yeah, he busts into like he busts into like what the shower like heads up. And like these women are like, oh, I'm sorry, ladies. Like, oh, yeah, he's, he's, still, he's a gentleman, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a perfect gentleman. Like you know, and then like, like when he's standing at attention, he puts his uh, his arms at his waist, and he just stands there, and it's just like, like yeah, like he's he's perfectly old school swashbuckling hero type, and it's just he's wonderful. And it's like, god damn it, like this should have led to him playing more heroes, but um. Of course, this movie failed, and he just went on to playing more bad guys. And of course, he had that wonderful cameo in Zoolander. Like, put a cork <laughs> in it, Zane. It's and a walk off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's still. I'm trying. I'm looking at his IMDb because I'm like, he still works, right? Yeah, like a lot of TV pops up and stuff. Like, because he's so he's versatile. He's a versatile actor. Oh um, yeah, 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 most definitely. And yeah, so. Um, he just comes in and kills it. And did you read the trivia about like that they had a suit made that had built-in muscles, but then he showed up so buff that they didn't need the suit anymore? <laughs> yeah, like yo, when I was rewatching it, like you know, like he has that one shirt in the scene, and it's like, holy shit! I totally didn't realize. I mean, like you know, I, I watched this before, but like I totally forgot how just how buff he got. Like yeah. he he was like Henry Cavill buff. Like dude was ripped, and it's like. Like, yeah, I can imagine that, like, they put, like, a muscle padded suit, like, had, like, a Batman suit, and he was like, oh, you silly guys. <laughs> he was like, throw that shit out. Like, get at me. <laughs> like, because if I got that good of shape, I'd be like, we don't need the muscle suit. I would be bragging, too, that I'm like, yeah, I got so in shape, they threw the muscle suit out. Like, you know, they didn't even need it anymore. Like, right, right, uh, right. That, that, that's amazing. <laughs> like, you know, like, he was so committed, you know, and it was just, like, he was perfect. He, he was perfect. It's like, he was so perfect. I'm not even mad at the trivia where they said that uh, Bruce Campbell was was up for the oh, role. I saw that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, oh my god. Just imagine <laughs> Bruce Campbell was the Phantom. 
I like, do you know, want that. Like, I do want to see that version, but not lose the version we have of this Phantom. But I'm like, I, I, yeah. I, you know, I, he could have pulled it off, I'm sure, 100%. Oh, he, he would have pulled <laughs> that off wonderfully. But it's like, I'm perfectly fine with Billy Zane because he was perfect. He was absolutely perfect. He was. And you know, that's why he, he was so he, committed. Like, he got in shape. He had he was already a fan of the comics. Apparently, he started reading the comics way back on, like, Dead Calm. Yeah, and and he they were gonna do two more of these. They had planned a whole trilogy, and then of course, like everything else, it was canceled because it didn't do well. So no video games, no toys, no sequels. Like, which is a bummer because I would have loved, you know, a more adventures with the Phantom. <laughs> like there was so much we could oh, yeah. done with them. I feel like. Oh, most definitely, I would have loved to have seen more adventures uh, of him as the Phantom. Like <laughs> it, it was just, it, he 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 was just glorious in the role, and it's like. You know, it, it also um, he he was backed by an excellent cast. Like we mentioned, Treat Williams is a uh, Xander Trax, and it's just like number one that that is just one of the greatest bad guy names I've ever heard. Like, <laughs> it really Xander is Trax. like it's and, first and last name, great. <laughs> yeah, and Treat Williams is a goddamn joy. Um, like I was everything he, felt he does in this movie, yeah, <laughs> it's like... yeah, like in every in, in everything he does, like you know, Trent Williams is is very committed. You know, like you you will never find a lackluster performance. You know, yeah, and no he, matter what he does, he seems very reliable. Like one of those actors I see is like you can you can trust this guy to show up and do like the job, and he's like. Um, he's, he, he, by his own admission, thinks he was too over the top in the Phantom. I love it. I don't think I'm, I'm good with it. Like, I don't think you went too over the top, uh, treat. I think you were good. <laughs> so. No, not at all. You were, you were, you were magnificent. You were absolutely what this, this movie needed. You know, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we needed that just lovable over the top bad guy. And it's just like, you, you're almost, he's so great. You're almost sad when his character is killed off. Like, A little bit. Yeah. Like, uh, he's so much fun and i'm like oh no i'm i forget he's a bad guy almost i'm like oh right he's a bad guy but um i love i love the part when i think they find out where they need to go and he's walking like to the elevator and he like excitedly tells somebody i think he says like we're going on a boat ride like (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's so excited he's so excited like i'm about to take over the world we're gonna have so much fun (laughs) (laughs) when he pulls the skulls out in the museum and he's like what does he say? Like, I feel the power. <laughs> it's like very, I mean, it's very cartoony, but I love it. I feel like it fits in with this movie um, very well. Like, I, it's so entertaining. I'm just, I can't be upset. I don't see people think it's too over the top. I, not here. I'm all good with it. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Like, he he is, like, I, I, I love Treat Williams as an actor, period. You know, it's, um, this like deep rising, oh, deep like, rising, yeah, 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 where he's just incredibly on point. I remember there's a movie he did, like a low budget film directed by Jim Wynorski called Gale Force, where it's like, um, it's just like low budget, kind of die hard on the tropical island kind of thing. And, um, there, there's a sequence in the beginning where they address him as Jack Slater, you know, the Orange Schwarzenegger character from Last Action because they reuse. Oh footage from that movie like the car chase stuff from like you know where where danny's in the theater watching jack Slater four and you had that car chase oh wow okay (laughs) i'm interested yeah (laughs) and they reuse that footage and it's just like and like you you have to know this is happening it's like oh god you know but he's just like he's 100 percent 
you know, on board and like he's all into it. And it's just like, like that's like like you said, he's he's completely reliable. You you will never get anything other than a hundred percent from Treat Williams. You know, and yeah. like you could tell he looked at this role and was just like, Yeah, you know, I'm playing a comic book bad guy, so I gotta be one hundred percent comic book bad guy, like to the point where he's like Maybe 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 I went too far in places. And it's like no, you're perfect. You're perfectly fine. Right. But He's probably I, more critical of himself than uh, you know than we would be. But like, um, I think it's very fun. I think it really like the movie's already pretty fun. But then he like really livens it up. Um, oh, speaking of him, I have to mention the scene. Uh, I'm curious if you were like me, the scene with the microscope. Oh yeah. <laughs> Because this scarred me as a child. Like, there is a scene where Tree Williams brings this guy into his office and has a friendly little conversation with him, but he knows he betrayed him in some way. And so the guy's about to leave. And he's like, hey, hang on a second. Can you look at something on this microscope for me? And the guy goes to do it. Um, Tree Williams <laughs> like, I'll hold your glasses for you. And then he's like, I can't see. He's like, use the focus knobs. And then two blades shoot out of the friggin' lenses into his eyes. And they don't show it because it's a like a P13 movie, but then Treat Williams like, well, you won't need these anymore. Breaks the guy's glasses, like such a <laughs> villain. And it, it's funny because I looked the clip up on, on YouTube where we started doing this, and every comment is like somebody going, oh man, I was like eight when I saw this and it scarred me. And I'm like, everybody had the same story about this. Is like, I remember this scene, like I'll remember the scene forever because it's just so. Like it made me paranoid of microscopes. <laughs> I was like, what if I focus and blade shoot into my eyes? Like, yeah, so and, ridiculous. <laughs> and the way he he says that line, you won't be needing these with so much joy. Like, you know, yeah, like he's a maniac. Like, like he doesn't even like you know like a bad guy say it like menacingly. Like, you won't be needing these anymore. He's like, well, you won't be needing these. Snap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a real. It makes me feel like more of a maniac because he seems so delighted doing all this stuff like he throws yeah. a spear at a guy in a meeting <laughs> like it just seems so happy about everything yeah like yeah he, he 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 tosses this spear across the room and pins the guy to the wall and then pulls it out and he's more concerned with the fact that he put a hole in the wall like oh man what have i done you know like about <laughs> the fact that there's now this this, this punctured hole in his wall then the fact that he just murdered a guy in front of this whole boardroom of people by throwing a spear at him. <laughs> he's, he's crazy. I love him in this movie. Uh, he's, he's just such a maniac. Um, what do you think of the two main ladies in the movie? Uh, Chrissy Swanson as Diana Palmer and Captain Zeta Jones as Sala. Uh, I, I uh, <laughs> you know, I, with Chrissy Swanson, you know, I go way back there having a crush on her. Like, you know, um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, of course, right. she was the original Buffy, and, you know, and she she plays a great game, you know, great, you know, hardcore, you know, adventurous game, you know, you know, she's not that kind of like, uh, I mean, she ends up being a damsel in distress, but like, you know, not not necessarily to the point where it's just like like Willie Scott in Temple of Doom, oh yeah, you know, where she just needs to constantly be rescued, she would fall from, and just like. Oh, I've been captured, but I can take care of myself. You know, I don't need you. You know, she's <laughs> punching people. You know, she's hanging from the the airplane when when it's time to to ditch it. It's just like, oh man, this is this is crazy. But uh, yeah, I'm with it. You know, let's 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 do it. Let's jump off the airplane. And like, you know, <laughs> she she plays that well. She plays that well with um 
Catherine Zeta Jones, like, you know, w- which is funny too, because I was going to mention, um, uh, there, 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 there was another, you know, retro swashbuckler that, that came out after this, which is, of course, the Mask of Zorro. Um, that's true. That's true. And I was also thinking of the Mummy, even. It's no, it's it's just set in the same time period, but it's yeah, it's more modern. I think it feels more modern, but um, there's still some kind of like retro set things. But yeah, Master Rosa could kind of call kind of it's because it yeah. feels like an older throwback adventure movie. Yeah. Yeah, you know, of course she's in that. That's where like everybody took note of Catherine Zeta Jones was. Oh my God, you know, this woman is. is and I remember everybody's like, Oh my God, you know, she, you know, we've never seen this woman before. And she's fantastic, and it's like she was in the Phantom before that, you motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like everybody's so enamored with her because she's in the the, the Mask of Zorro, and it's like I remember her from the Phantom. Like if y'all had seen the Phantom. Like y'all would have known how great she was because she's she's great, you know. I, I don't really buy her face turn at the end though. I was gonna bring this up. Yeah, I'm like her turn to the good guys happened so quick, I feel like that it's like, where did that come from? Right, and it's like, so nonchalant, like it's it's just almost like a nothing moment. Like yeah. she's so into being like this pirate bad, bad lady, and then like she has this exchange with uh Chrissy Swanson's character. Chrissy Swanson's like, don't you love anything? She's like, what do you mean? I like, I don't know. You figure it out. And then all of a sudden, for some reason, that just makes her uh, like, oh, man, maybe this whole bad guy thing sucks. Maybe I should be a good guy. And it's like, how? How did that, like, that? what she told you make you reconsider your whole career as a pirate? Like, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> like, you know, the way, like, the way your character is written, you would have been just like, oh, whatever, bitch, shut up. but you were just like huh maybe you're right you know and then like now she's full-on good guy at the end i'm like yeah that's a hunk of horse shit (laughs) but it's cool though it's cool though she's sword fighting at the end with them uh, with the with the pirates on the on the pirate ship and and it's all fun i just i just don't buy that face turn because Uh, yeah that's the one thing where i'm like well that's a little weird but okay sure like i'm like you know i raise an eyebrow but i'm like all right i'll i'll, I'll go with it i guess but it's uh it's weird it's a little weird um uh yeah i'm trying to think what else i want to say um i was surprised to see that this phantom comic strip is still running to this day uh it started two years before Superman in 1936. And I was like, well, it has to be done. Uh, apparently, it still runs in some places. Um, the original creator died in 99, um, but other people have taken it over. So it's been, Phantom's been going for a very long time, <laughs> like yeah, almost yeah. 100 years at this point. Um, and I did want to mention, I think the score by David Newman is really great. It's oh, like yeah. super like it, it has a sense of feeling of adventure. It's very powerful. And like, it's a really good score. Like, uh, I, I was just like, wow, this is <laughs> like, I, I know I sure I noticed it before, but the last time I'd watch it, I was like, oh, this is this is good stuff. So um, it really it works very well for the movie. I really appreciate it this time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's one of those. I'm, I'm pretty sure I've heard that score before in like movie movie trailers that's what i was thinking too yeah i didn't look it up but i'm sure they've other trailers have lifted the score from this movie uh to use in their trailers or their or their movies even yeah that <laughs> yeah like i definitely heard the trailer before i don't know which trailer but i definitely <laughs> definitely heard, heard it 
Yeah, um, I I know they they use some of it in in the, the the trailer for this one, like you know, and then like they went into the the they they also reused the score from the trailer for Judge Dredd. Um, oh uh, yeah, which which is a which is another weird comic book movie that came out in the nineties because uh, you know that uh, you know Judge Dredd nobody I mean I didn't know about Judge Dredd. A, yeah, I didn't know anybody that read Judge Dredd. Uh, I mean, I think it's, it's a British-based comic, right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Get, you can get it over here, but uh, it was not on one of the major, um, you know, it was it wasn't DC or Marvel, and like, uh, so I don't think as a kid I even knew it was based off a comic book. And then, um, yeah, it was yes. just this badass sci-fi movie starring fucking Sylvester Stallone, and I was just <laughs> like, no, nah, this is cool, and I know the the trail they wanted jerry goldsmith to compose the score and you know jerry goldsmith you know one of the all-time great composers he was busy but he was like i'll do the 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 trailer for you and like that trailer score that he did like the score he did for the trailer is so great it was like hey we want to use that trailer score for our trailers and they use like some of it for the phantom as well (laughs) so it's like (laughs) it, it, it works out it works out yeah, yeah. Oh, I did not mention that this movie, because you mentioned uh, Bruce Campbell's almost the phantom that uh, Joe Dante almost directed this movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which, I, I, yeah, this feels like something he would love. Like, so he still produced it. He was very close to directing it. Then something it got pushed back and he didn't have time. So he ended up just producing it. But he almost directed it, which I would also love to see that version of the movie. So I, I, I wonder how that would have turned out. Like, you know, because Joe Dante, I love him, but like he's kind of kind of you know, like a jokey style. So like I wonder how many jokes he would have put into it. Like, you know, we know he wouldn't have made any jokes at the expense of the character, but more like in jokes in the movie, like, you know, references right. to like probably like the 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 serial or the the um the comic strip, you know. So I, I I wonder how, but that would have been an interesting version of the movie. Um, the, the, you know, Joe Dante's version of it. Like, yeah, because I, I like most of his movies. I just, so I'd like to see his version of it. But um, yeah, we, I don't know. So <laughs> what, what could have been, I guess. But, you know, it's yeah. like a lot of what ifs. But, um, but mm-hmm. yeah, it, uh, Simon Windsor does a good job. Who's the director that has an interesting career because it's like kind of all over the place but um he's done a lot of stuff that i know of and have not seen like i have never seen quickly down under no uh, i haven't either never seen harley davidson the marlboro man although he did make free willy which i definitely have seen <laughs> i um, definitely i definitely seen harley davidson and the marlboro man and that is a goddamn fun movie <laughs> i i love yeah. harley davidson and the marlboro man but like yeah he's a he's a very interesting journeyman director like you know he doesn't have like particular kind of style like movie that he usually does like um he did uh like you said quickly down under harley davidson and marlboro man this um did did didn't he do lightning jack with uh paul hogan he did i'm seeing that now yeah yeah yeah, operation dumbo drop oh my god i haven't seen that since it came out i think (laughs) yeah wow i i told i totally forgot about operation you know because operation dumbo drop also came out around that time what was it with the fucking uh bill murray movie with the elephant oh god yeah what was that movie 
like I think it wasn't larger than life, some shit like that. I don't know. There was like competing elephant movies. Yeah, it was like the volcano uh Dante's Peak situation with elephant movie. <laughs> yeah, like you, you you always have that in, in every year, like two competing movies. Yeah, they make an elephant movie. We gotta make an elephant movie. Hurry, move, move, move. It is called Larger Than Life. You're right. Yeah. Now the year after Operation Dumbo Shrub. Yeah. Oh my god. I think I saw this movie as a kid. I'm looking at it now. Um man. But yeah, like no, but he 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 did great um uh visualizing everything. You know, like old time New York, um, like the jungle sequences, especially like, you know, the action sequences in the jungle. Like that bridge sequence is fucking amazing, you know, with the with the truck, you know, yes. where like the yeah. truck is turning over and he's gotta see the kid tied up in the back and you know, they're hanging on. Like that's some <laughs> old that that's definitely some old school serial, like Indiana Jones like type of venture shit. And it's great. Um like, yeah, he has a great eye for capturing stunts and all that, all that stuff, and he, he did a fantastic job. Like, I, I'm still interested in what that Joe Dante version would have been, but uh, <laughs> I'm, per- I'm, I'm perfectly fine with uh, how he did uh, Simon Wilson. Yeah, yeah, um, and I appreciate... This. Oh, sorry, go ahead, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 I was done. I was, I was saying, I appreciate this movie so much more now, because I, I liked it as a kid, and then I know I went through a phase, like late 90s and two fat for most of the 2000s i was like oh the phantom's stupid and lame blah, blah. and then like sometime in the past 10 years i came back around to it and i was like no no the phantom's really fun i was being like an edgy douche or something where i was like i was like i'm too cool for the phantom but no it's uh now i really came swung back around to being like no the phantom is uh super fun like most of the all these movies talked about the retro here movies have been are very enjoyable to me now probably more than like I liked him as a kid. I think I went through a period where I thought, oh, especially Shadow and Phantom. I was like, I don't know how great these are. But now I come back to them later, especially with how the landscape has changed of like movies, and I appreciate them more. So um yeah, they're just a, they're just a good time. And they're weirdly unique. Like they're just like they took weird chances on these movies and uh they're just interesting that <laughs> you know, they didn't really pay off financially for the studios, but I'm glad they exist. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I'm glad that studios made an attempt, you know, to like try to like, you know, because they, I guess they didn't really understand, you know, like comic book stuff, you know, and it's like, so they like, they, they equated it with uh, like, like, like the Phantom was like, yeah, it's a comic book, but it's also like Indiana Jones. So like, right. Indiana Jones was successful. Oh, excuse me successful like you know let's 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 keep in with that you know the rocketeer as well you know dick tracy and the rocketeer those were both disney so you know you get it you know the disney's always trying to get to that money you know (laughs) it's true yes (laughs) (laughs) see you at disneyland bring money (laughs) (laughs) you know um uh the shadow like, like the, the crazy thing is that, like, you can't see it, but I'm wearing a dark man shirt, and um, oh, nice, yeah, that... <laughs> and, and and you know, Sam Raimi really wanted to make a dark, um, a shadow, uh, movie, and he was denied the rights to it, so he made yeah, Dark yeah. Man in his place, and it's like, imagine what a Sam Raimi shadow movie would have been. Um, I mean, but I, I'm glad that the, 
that that happened because you know if it didn't we wouldn't have gotten dark man that's true you know, and, and, it's true and, 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 <laughs> and i and i fucking love dark man uh but like and i love the shadow as well like i i really love the shadow and like i love also mokahi's um like the way he shot that you know you got alec baldwin in it and i always thought alec baldwin would have been a fantastic batman that's basically alec baldwin doing batman you know? Yeah, it really is. I, I didn't even know until the episode how much of an inspiration the shadow was on creating Batman for Bob Kane making Batman like way back yeah. in the 30s. So um, and you could see it. I, it's more clear than ever. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is very much like the closest thing to Batman of all these other retro heroes. And like, yeah, he definitely could have pulled off being Batman at that time. I could have definitely seen it. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, he would have been he would have been fantastic. He would have been a fantastic Batman. Uh, I, I still to this day, like, you know, I'm glad we got Michael Keaton, but I truly think that Alec Baldwin would have been a, an amazing Batman, especially, like, I would have loved, you know, his voice. I would have loved to have heard his Batman voice. Oh, you know? yeah. I mean, you you kind of hear what his Batman voice would have been in the shadow. So, <laughs> so it's like, if you want to, if you want to see what a, what a Alec Baldwin uh, Batman would have looked like, just watch the shadow. Exactly. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. And like there's that. And then like, you know, you got the Phantom, where it's just like it's 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 like it captures like, you know, because it's all like not just pulp, you know, comic, you know, comic strips, you know, pulp novel or whatever. Um, but like they were also like serials, you know, like you know, those old serials that you watch you know, back in the 30s. And I think the Phantom captures that essence the best. Of the series, like you know those, you know those thrills, chills, and spills kind of thing. You know what I mean? It, yeah, it, I think it, I agree. Yeah, yeah, it captures that essence the best out of all four of those movies. You know? Yeah, and it even starts off with the title card um, that says like for, for those, those who came, came in late. Late? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> um, oh man, it's so good. It's uh, there's just so much fun, so many touches like that that I love. But yeah, it's like, um. I would have loved, I know this is like a real fantasy thing here, but like some kind of team up with give me the Rocketeer, Phantom and yes! Shadow. Yes. <laughs> I've been I, I've been man, I've been saying that for years. Like, you know, like, you know, like, you know, they got the Avengers and Justice League, but like like they had a they had a cartoon um in oh, the yeah. 80s, Defenders the, of, the, of Earth? the Earth. Yes. Yeah, with which they have Flash Gordon, uh Phantom, uh Mandrake the Magician. Um, but like I, I would have loved like a version of like something like that. But like you know, you keep Flash Gordon and a Phantom, but you also had the Shadow. Like you had Dick Tracy, the Rocketeer, maybe the Green Hornet as well. Oh yeah, he could have fit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he definitely would have fit. And like you know, you could have just had that kind of team up with, with all of them, and it, it would have just, it would like I, I would love that. I don't know how it would play now. You know what I'm saying? Because, right. <laughs> like, you know, in the, the M this MCU era of comic book filmmaking, you probably would have had to make jokes on all of them. You know, like, you know, the purple suit jokes we were just talking about and um, uh, fucking Dick Tracy in the yellow coat. You probably would have had like a, a man in a yellow hat, Curious George reference. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You're spot on that one. Some have been like, hey, where's George? <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, hey, where's Curious George? Like, what? And it's like, uh, some, some really fucking stupid, you know? <laughs> oh God, I can hear the, I can hear the MCU jokes. Uh, it's like I just wish they'd pull back a little bit. Uh, just like, yeah, like, 
don't we, we don't that. need we don't need everything undercut with a joke. Like you know, you could let you could let some of these shits play a little seriously. You know what I'm saying? Like it, yeah. not everything not everything has to be a goddamn joke. I, I'm not even saying cut all the jokes. I know they can never call all the jokes, but just like pull back on the jokes. Like you know, just yeah, yeah like but, just 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 let these characters be who they are. You don't have to make fun of them. We don't have to laugh at them and pretend we're laughing with them. You know, just, just you know, I, I know you're afraid of them being corny because you're being afraid of look as corny, but, like, these are all fucking corny characters. Like, <laughs> Thor is a corny fucking character. Let him be corny. You know? Like, fucking Captain America is the corniest motherfucker. Like, corny right. than fucking <laughs> Superman. Let, let him be corny and shit. You know? Like... I don't, we don't, we don't need him to be like fucking, you know, like, uh, he's in on a joke too. No, no, he's not. He's a corny motherfucker. Let it be corny. This is bullshit. Hashtag let superheroes be corny again. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. I I definitely want to, I seriously want to get that hashtag rolling. Let superheroes be corny again. <laughs> One typo, and you've got let superheroes be horny again, which actually could still work because the MCU movies are pretty, pretty sexless. So it's like, let oh, them yeah, be corny. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> let them you, got, be horny you, got again. All, you got all these good looking people, and none of them fuck. You know, this is bullshit. <laughs> like, you know, everybody's like, oh, yeah, but the, the, the characters in the Eternals fuck, but nobody gives a shit about the Eternals. So it doesn't matter. You know? Also, let, I think let, I just let, watched a guy's like shoulder move. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like yeah, they can't yeah. have like intense, crazy sex scenes. It's P thirteen, but you know, it's like that was their attempt. It's like, well, that's not very good either. Like, yeah, like and, uh, of course you have uh, Snyder with Batman v Superman having fucking uh, Clark Kent getting naked in the tub with Lois Lane, and like they don't show them fucking, but like yo, obviously they fuck. They're getting hot and heavy in here, and it's like. <laughs> Well, MCU, like, look, you could do that. You could do that. Just let some one of these characters fuck. Everybody's good looking and nobody fucks. This is bullshit. Yeah, I mean, there's like, there's like 30s and 40s movies with dial with dialogue that is very horny and suggestive that is still not like showing anything. You need like R rating. Like, I think Marvel thinks like people want like hardcore sex scenes. Like, no, no, just make them like people at least flirt with each other a little more. Like have good banter like you know people want to have sex <laughs> like come on like you said good looking people who just you know it's it's like yeah nothing's ever going on i don't know they just need to <laughs> they, yeah. they gotta make some correction phase four i don't have you you haven't seen thor yet right no they, they gotta make some corrections because this whole this whole phase has been kind of up and down like there's been i've some noticed stuff, that i've but... noticed that like I, I haven't seen ever like phase four is probably the, the phase I give the least shit about. <laughs> it's understandable at this point. Like, yeah. like yeah. I, I, I think out of phase four, um, what's been phase four? Black Widow, Eternals, Shang Chi. No, Shang Chi is the only film in phase four I've seen. I have not seen Black Widow. Okay. I have not seen No Way Home. <laughs> I have not seen Eternals. I have not seen Doctor Strange four. None of them. I like I like the wait. Um, is WandaVision part of Phase Four? Oh yeah, and then now you got the shows to contend with. It's like now you have WandaVision, Loki, Falcon yeah. Winter Soldier, oh, yeah. Moon Knight, Miss Marvel. It's like they're they're all, that's the other part of the problem is they're like throwing too much out at people. Like yeah, they're they, spread way thin. They they I show, they showed like a graphic that was like how many movies were in each phase, 
and there was no TV shows like in the first phase or second phase. I think even maybe the third phase. And then now it's like you got to watch six shows. You got to watch all these movies. It's like I, it's, they're just I think it's a it's a problem. I think they're going a little too they're yeah. themselves too thin. Like you said, yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, so I don't know. Hopefully. Yeah. And the, the funny thing is we're recording this, I think, the week of San Diego Comic-Con and they're supposed to be there and announce, I think, what's coming, like what phase four, what what they're what they're headed to. Um, so we're saying all this and maybe they will have a direction by the time this episode comes out. We don't know about it yet. But um, right now they seem very lacking in like where they're headed. Um, so which I mean, if the if the solo movies were better, I'd be OK with them not having like an overall direction, but they've been kind of hit or miss. So, yeah. yeah, it's just I don't know. It's a whole thing. But um yeah. It's like, it's like they, they, you know, they started with Iron Man and like, like, cause people annoy me when they say like, oh, they've been planning this, this whole thing. Like, you know, this whole infinity saga since the beginning. I'm like, no, the fuck they have not. So don't, <laughs> don't let them sell you that bullshit. Cause it's, it's a hunk of horse shit. Don't let them sell you that. Um, <laughs> like that didn't come into fruition. Cause that, that, that's why there's so many inconsistencies with the, you know, with, with, with the, with the logic of the films you know like you go back and like shit contradicts this you know like um <clears throat> but you know they they did ex- they, they did extremely well when they got you know 10 years and affinity war and endgame and it was like this was just ginormous success and then it was like now where the fuck do we go from here you <laughs> know um, yeah everybody's yeah. gone everybody's gone fucking robert downey's gone chris evans is gone um so uh, it's gone yeah she's gone uh who the fuck you still got you got chris hemsworth and jeremy renner and <laughs> I, I mean i love them both but like you know really who cares um, <laughs> <laughs> and i just watched over the past weekend i've been in the mood to rewatch infinity war and endgame and those still play like gangbusters for me but they feel so final they feel so like right. this is done now and like you know, especially with I've been watching Phase Four, and I'm like, like Endgame was the tops for me as a kid who grew up reading comic books and like loving all the superhero stuff. I was watching all the cartoons. Like, I never thought I would see what they pulled off in those movies, and I'm like, and now that this it makes this disappointment worse for Phase Four because I'm like, oh yeah, th- it's like they they the high was so high here. It's like you have nowhere to go but down. And yeah, it's every, every, everything is so aimless. It's like you know. What are we doing? What are we building to? <laughs> yeah, it's like there, there's maybe talks of like secret wars, but it's like, I and I love secret wars, but who cares? You know, <laughs> like you know, no, nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives a shit. It seems like a long way off too. If they are doing secret wars, they have to introduce like X Men, Fantastic Four. Um, who else they need? Like, there's a bunch. It'd be very far off, I would think. Like, it's gonna yeah, be yeah, a, a long build to that. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's gonna be another fucking ten years of just mediocrity. <laughs> Oh, yeah. We'll see. I don't know. I hope they find some footing soon. And get... I want them to be good. I mean, you know, it's like I don't I don't actually root against the MCU. To... I know people want their downfall and they hate them and all this stuff. But I I just can't as a uh, again, someone who loves comic books and all those Marvel characters, I would actively root for them to be good. But it's like sometimes they'll let me down. So, you know, it it's whatever yeah. it's. Yeah. I, I, here's, the, here's the thing. It's OK to admit that because like, you know, people like point that out and it's like oh how dare you how dare you admit that you know the, the mcu is it's is kind of mediocre at this moment 
the MCU is great. Oh hell, the MCU, and it's like no, like you like you can love a film series and admit that it's flawed in, in part. Like you know, not not every series you know just flows like being both. You know, like you have your highs and you have your lows, but that's okay to admit because you know you're you're just a long running fan of the series. You know. But yeah, like yeah. these people out there just think that every MCU film is worship worthy king shit. And I'm just like, no, no. And <laughs> it doesn't make you less of a fan to admit that a series you love has its low points, you know. And that that's perfectly fine. It doesn't make you less of a fan, you know. Just you can admit that, you know, but people don't want to because it's just like, oh my god, you know, how how dare you? You're a traitor, and it's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, you really can't know. win if you like, if you kind of like what I just said. Like some things, it's bad, and then I think I I love like Endgame, and then some people will be on Twitter like they think MCU is the worst thing. They killed movies, you know, all this stuff. So I'm really stuck in the middle. <laughs> but I'm like, listen, people, I watch Godard movies. I'm I keep it classy too. <laughs> I'm like I can I can go watch a Criterion and then put on an MCU movie. <laughs> like I'm I'm a ma- I contain multitudes. Okay, I'm like. <laughs> exactly. See, like you know that 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 makes you like the the like you know the crazy person. Like <laughs> what? Like who are you watching? Goddard? Like oh my god! Like you know, uh, uh, Truffaut. What is that? Like the. the what is Truffaut? Was like, did, did did he make a Thor movie? Like, no, is his movies as good as Thor? Like, no, like, ew, fuck that guy, you know, <laughs> fuck Truffaut, fuck him. Oh, you know? I'm not even. I didn't say all that to like brag, like, oh, I'm a great movie watcher. But I just think it's funny no, no, that no, people no. people get no. so on one side, and it's like, yeah. no, no, I no, watch I, different I, movies I, for. I didn't. I think you were saying that, but I thought people might take it that way. But I was like, I'm just saying, like, I watch movies for different like purposes or different feelings. Like, you know, I I watched um, Chunking Express for the first time, and I fucking loved it. But it is a whole different feeling than the excitement I get watching like the end of Endgame. They're completely. It's like I went to a. You know, it's like, do I want pizza tonight? Do I want steak? You know, it's like, I, it's two different right. meals, but they're two, they're both delicious to me. It's, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I don't know. Right. It's like weird. The, <laughs> man, I say that all the time. And it's like, you know, it, it's okay to have pizza every now and then, but like, it's good to have a nice, you know, well cooked steak. And, you know, <laughs> and the problem is, is that some people are just content with eating pizza every goddamn day. <laughs> you know, it, like eating fucking McDonald's hamburgers every goddamn day, and it's just like, no, like it's it's good to have fucking have you know steak tatar, you know what I'm saying, with the uh, mandolins and violins, you know, <laughs> it's good, it's good, it's it's not gonna change how you feel about the fucking McDonald's hamburger, like you know, it, like you find a Big Mac delicious, you know, all power to you. I find Big Macs delicious too, but I also love me fucking. Nice juicy, you know, medium rare steak, you know, with the, you know, with the potatoes, you know, you know, sauteed onions, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I love like, you know, full course meal, but I also love my junk food, you know, and that yeah, doesn't make exactly. me different for you. Like, <laughs> I mean, you want to sit there and eat junk food every day, be my fucking guest, you know, but, you know, whatever, I'm eating better than you. <laughs> I mean, I it doesn't like... make me, it doesn't make me better than you, but uh, I'm, I'm eating better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just like variety. And now I'm hungry. We, you mentioned all this good food. <laughs> it's like steak sounds good. Pizza sounds good. It all sounds good. Um, uh, well, I don't know what I'll say about the fit. <laughs> like, I feel like we covered a lot of ground. Um, did you have anything else you like definitely wanted to, any point you want to make about the phantom before we wrap up or? 
Oh, definitely. Uh, okay. Definitely. Um, I did want to point out, uh, I mentioned the problem I had with uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones' solid character. Um, just like that face turn just, you know, kind of came out of the blue and just like, I don't believe it. Um, I also want to point out that uh, Drax's uh, ultimate defeat is kind of anticlimactic because we've been <laughs> building to him finding these three skulls, you know, like, oh, I need to find, I got the first skull and I need to find the other one. And I need to find the third one. And I finally got the skulls together. Like, like you know, like fucking Thanos trying to find the, the Infinity Stones and all that shit. And like, he does fuck all with them as soon like, he puts the three of them together and shit, and he just gets into the Schwartz battle with the Phantom and dies, <laughs> like, like 30 seconds later. Yeah, and they're like, oh, there's a four skull. It's your ring. What? Okay, like, it's, you know, and then they get, like, yeah, a laser battle, Schwartz battle with the skulls. Um, yeah, it's, it's, not, yeah, it, it's it, not the best, but, you know. <laughs> right, it, it's just like, like, I, I mean, let's see him, like, destroy some shit, like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, with, with like Star Wars and the Death Star, like we saw like this destructive power of Death Star, you know, so we know how dangerous it is. All we just saw is fucking uh, uh, James Ramar get snapped, you know, shit, turned to dust and all that shit. <laughs> like, like James Ramar didn't survive the blip. He didn't survive the snap. Like he just like, Ugh! and that was it. And that was it. And then he gets into this fucking Schwartz battle with the Phantom and then he dies. And it's like, so... This whole plot is just this, you know, been leading up to this, just like, here, my laser is not as powerful as yours. <laughs> oh, I'm dead. It's always a hard you thing know? to convey visually when it's two people forcing, like, lasers at each other. Or, like, I just saw, I turned the TV and, like, Harry Potter was on and they had the wand battle. And they're just forcing the beam out of their wand at each other. I feel like it's a sure. hard thing to convey because you're just kind of, like, pushing lasers or energy whatever it may be at the other person <laughs> it's like you really got to work hard to sell it it's <laughs> but I, I i do love how they had fucking treat williams doing the smooth criminal lean and shit oh, yeah. like <laughs> like phantom are you okay are you okay phantom <laughs> you know it's like you know it's like he's uh, just you know billy zane's just like kneeling but like you know he's like fucking treat williams got this full of lean <laughs> you know just Ugh. You know, and then he just blows up, you know. But I, I love how he's so happy when he gets blown up, you know. It's just like, like, this is unbelievable. Yeah, he's happy and, all the way till the end. It's amazing. <laughs> like, like, he's yeah. just so, like, 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 I'm just so happy for him that he got to die doing what he loved. And shoot, shooting the laser beams out of these three skulls. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, there, there's that. I also don't think this, like, especially in that climactic stuff that the, the, the special effects don't hold up. Because when he bursts into the fireball, it's just like, oh god, this is bad. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then when and then when Phantom jumps into the wall to escape the big exploding fireball, it looks all fake. And then uh, like when he's being pulled by the chain by the submarine as they're being let out, it's like, oh, oh yeah, that's not a good that's not a good effect. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, like like I'm so glad that the majority of the movie is just practical stuff and shit because they saved all these special effects for the end. And it's like, oh boy, this is. Uh, <laughs> This is not good at all. Yeah, it makes you appreciate the practical stuff way more. Because then when yeah. they try to pull off the special, you're like, ooh, that's not that's not great. <laughs> like, yeah, really um, not. So thank but, God they didn't like, go all in on those. So. Yeah, most definitely. Like, yeah, just thank God you kept it all practical. Because if you would just had this all this, this, this bullshit green screen and CGI stuff throughout the rest of the movie, you know, I don't think it would have held up as well as it did. 
But um, one major problem I have with the film, um, and it's, 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 I mean, it might seem trivial to other people, but like it's major to me, is that they completely waste Casey uh, Shamasco. Um, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Casey Shamasco. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's in the truck in the beginning with James Ramar, and also I got to mention James Ramar, one of my all-time favorite character actors, and I love him in this movie. Oh yeah, like, he's a real know. bastard in this movie. He's he's yeah, fun. Yeah, <laughs> I, I killed I, I killed a phantom years ago. He can't be alive. <laughs> you know, he's got that wonderful deep gruff voice. You know, and it's like I, I you know ever since I saw him in um uh forty eight hours when I was younger, you know he played Gans and the the villain Albert Gans you know I've been in love with him as, as an actor uh i i I just completely came from more so it's like you know he he you know played him playing such a scumbag in here is just great you know i I love watching James Ramore play scumbag because he's so fantastic <laughs> at it I think <laughs> my first James Ramore movie was Mortal Kombat annihilation. <laughs> Just... Oh man, that sucks. <laughs> it's, it's a rough one. It was a rough one. Even at ten, I was like, "That will that was a double whammy of like that and Batman and Robin in '97." I was like, "Oh my god, movies can oh, really yeah. suck, huh? They can really yeah. be bad." <laughs> like, yeah, like you know, these two movies you were anticipating, like you know, because you love Mortal Kombat and you love Batman. Well, I love Batman Forever as a kid. And you know, I, both I did, of those I came out it too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and both of those came out in '95, so you're anticipating their 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 sequels, and then you get both of them in '97, and they both suck fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, like it's this is the question: which one sucks worse, Batman and Robin, or you know, you know what? It, 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 the, I, I will say this, you know, before I continue on with my point. Um, I think Batman and Robin sucks worse. And I don't say it because of its campy tone or its corny nature. The, the, you know, I think Mortal Kombat Annihilation is a bad film, but it has its pleasures in the fact that it's just so in, just enjoyably bad. Mm-hmm. Like it's just so goddamn cartoonish and like just bullshit and fake. <laughs> the, the, well, I think Batman and Robin is worse because. I don't even think it's like it's like you know as really as bad as people say it. it's like you know it's got a lot of dumb shit but it, it was going for something and it went for it and i understand it you know like i understood it as a kid in the theater like watching it opening weekend and like that first museum battle and shit with mr freeze and his goons and like they have that shot going across like overhead you know with like uh kill the heroes destroy everything and like you know, they have Batman and Robin back to back, and I'm like, oh, this is Adam West back. Yeah, oh, I got yeah. it. It's I got it. I got it. I'm got it. I'm not confused what they're doing here. Mm-hmm. But the, the the problem with Batman and Robin is it's really fucking dull for a lot. Of like, you <laughs> well, know, George that, Clooney seems actively bored. I feel like for most of the yeah, movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, like when he first comes in, hi, freeze, hi, Batman. It's like he doesn't give a shit. Why should I? <laughs> like this is all fucking boring. So like, why should I care? So like, to me, that's why. Uh, Batman and Robin is worse than Mortal Kombat Annihilation. But like going back to the fan. <laughs> like uh-huh. um you have like James Ramar in there in the opening scene driving the truck, and then you have uh uh Casey uh Shimosko, Shimosko. And of course, I'm a huge fan of three o'clock high fucking Jerry Mitchell. Um, you know, Jerry Mitchell oh, okay. fighting yeah, yeah. Uh, Jerry Mitchell fighting Buddy Ravel in the parking lot, you know, one of, you know, 
iconic movies for me, like, you know, really important to my upbringing. Like, I can't tell you as many times as I watched Three O'Clock High. Um, and another one, Young Guns. Uh, he was in Young Guns, part of the Regulators. Like, two important films to my childhood. Young Guns and Three O'Clock High. So, to me, Casey Shamashko is, is really, you know, when I see him in the movie, oh, shit! Casey Shamashko <laughs> is fucking Jerry Mitchell, man. And then, like, you know, he's in there and, he, like, he's driving in the truck with James Lamar and then he gets punched and thrown out of the truck and then we see him a little bit later and then we never see him again. It's like, how the fuck do you waste Casey Shamashko? It is weird now that you mentioned it, like, all, I'm looking at his IMDb too, I'm like, uh, funny because him and Billy Zane both in Back to the Future is like Biff's goon. Yeah, I didn't yeah, realize. yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like he's three D and he's 3D, Billy Zane's yeah. ma- and, and match and shit. Like you know, and he, he he's he's such an amazing fucking actor, like character actor. And I, I I I love that 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 man's work. You know what I'm saying? Like, every, like he's he's another one. He's like Treat Williams, where everything you see him in, he gives 100 percent, 110 percent to the role. You know, so and and like he's great in like the five fucking minutes that they have him in this movie, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's like I get it. You know, you got James Lamar. You know, James Lamar is incredible. Like you only need one of these guys, but it's like, so why why cast Casey Shamashko? Why? Right. And right. If you, if you weren't going to utilize him because he's fucking fantastic, you know, like 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 it, and it just boggled my mind. And it's like, oh my god, how how the hell you do? Jerry Mitchell was so dirty like this. He, he fucking <laughs> he knocked out Buddy Ravel in front of the entire school in the parking lot. You know, saying like the man deserves better. <laughs> you know? uh, but like that—that's my that's probably like the, the the biggest problem I have with it is the waste of Casey Shimashko. It's just uh, he's just a wonderful character actor, and it's just like I would have loved to have seen him throughout the rest of the movie because he. But a few minutes he was in it when he was in with James Lamar, he, they have wonderful chemistry, you know, where they're going back and forth. And of course, with the little boy, you know, being their guide, I, I, I thought they were great. And then it just, you never see him again. And it's just like, um, why you, why you do this to my boy, Jerry Mitchell? This is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Now that you pointed out, like, I, I don't, he was, he comes and goes so fast in the movie. I don't think I even like thought of him as anybody. And now that I'm like looking at his IMDb and now you tell me who he is, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's weird. They put him in that role, and then he's he comes and goes in the movie so quick. So yeah, right. Like you might weird. as well you might as well just gave that shit to a stuntman, you know, like, <laughs> like an extra. Why the fuck you waste uh, Jerry Mitchell like this? This is, <laughs> this is horse shit. Oh but, man. But, but, but whatever, whatever. Uh, I still love you. <laughs> I still I still love you, Phantom. I won't. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's. I hope is that is, any other issues? The Phantom? Are you? No, are you no, good? that's it. You're, that's you're it. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. I'm All good. valid points. All valid points. <laughs> I agree with everything you said. Um, uh, uh anything else? I oh, there, sorry. There is one thing before I forget. Uh, I'd be remiss if I did not bring this up because I feel like our buddy Mike Scott, when he was originally going to do this episode, um, and he's had a lot of family stuff going on, and, and so he couldn't do it. So, so you kindly yes. stepped in. But uh, he, I know one of the things he said when he first wanted to do it was there was a show. A cartoon in the '90s called Phantom 2040. Did you ever watch this show? Yes. Oh my okay. god! I'm glad you reminded me because I, I was going to bring that up, but we like, you know, we got fucking tied up in other shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 Um, that's that's the reason why because um, I I was I was supposed to do the shadow and I didn't do the shadow for my own personal reasons. 
uh, family issues. Um, but I, like, you know, me and Mike have talked about Phantom 2024, you know, and our, our love for that show. But, like, I felt like, you know, when you, you put out this call for, like, you know, like, oh, I wanted to do this, you know, and you pointed out those four titles, Dick Tracy, Rocketeer, Shadow, Phantom, I felt like, like, number one, I love the Shadow, so, like, I would want to pick the Shadow, and I felt like Mike would, would, would work beautifully talking about the Phantom because he can lead into, you know, Phantom 2040, because, you know, Mike's way with words is wonderful. I know he says the same thing about me, you know, and he's just like, you know, like no, you're you're great. No, you're great. You know, <laughs> kind of relationship with me, like, um, but the uh, now that you mention it, yes, I was a massive fan of Phantom Twenty Four. Massive, I love that show so much. Um, maybe even more than the movie. Like, okay. I love yeah. I love the movie, but I love that show so much. Like. It used to come on USA, like right around the same time they used to show the Highlander, the animated series. Yes, and there was a something based on like an image comic. Was it Young Blood or there was yes. a? Uh, no, it was a uh, uh, Wildcats. Wildcats, yes, yes. I had toys of that too. Uh, I loved Wildcats. Yeah, USA tried to get on like the Saturday morning cartoon block, and I don't know how successful it was. Um, see, I know. No, I see, see, yeah. see the thing. See the thing. Not to cut you off. See the thing was that uh, they used to air their cartoons on Sunday. You know, oh, uh-huh. like, like, I, I, like, I remember saying that about um, the theatrical cut of Justice League, where it was like, uh, the theatrical cut of Justice League is a is a Sunday morning cartoon, not a Saturday morning <laughs> cartoon, a Sunday morning. Like, it, it's it's not good enough to be on Saturday morning, so it's on Sunday morning. So it's like fucking tattooed teenage alien fighters from Beverly Hills. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like, yeah, like that's the shit. Oh, I never thought Sunday. I heard that. I never thought I heard that show referenced anywhere again because i saw i watched a video someone brought it back my conscious recently there was like a, a youtube channel i watched it talks about like old shows in the 80s and 90s and they brought it up and i was like oh my god i forgot this existed like it's such an insane concept like the title alone is insane like that's a real show rob just mentioned everybody like that's a real thing that happens like yeah it, it, uh, it, it, it was and, and and we used to watch that shit <laughs> <laughs> so this but, makes sense why i was watching these shows because they're on sunday morning i'd already watched all the saturday morning stuff so sunday morning i was like i'll watch the usa shows okay this makes sense right <laughs> yeah yeah like you know saturday morning you watch you know batman the spider-man and x-men yep. and shit and then sunday morning you're watching fucking Wildcats and Phantom Twenty Four, Savage and, Dragon, yeah, and, <laughs> and, and, and Highlander and fucking oh. Tattoo Teenage Alien Fighters from Beverly Hills. This is this is like you know this was our cartoon blocks and shit. But Sunday mornings also had uh the Marvel Action Hour on Channel Eleven. On my side, it was Channel Eleven. We had but something it, like that because they played like Iron Man and Fantastic Four. Yeah, Iron Man yep. and Fantastic Four, like you know, and like and like I, I I used to love I used to love both cartoons. I had both of them on DVD because I love them. Iron Man oh. had an amazing theme song, if I remember right. <laughs> yeah, like the the first season had a cool theme, but like that second season, second season theme where it was like so fucking metal. Oh yeah. Ah yeah, man! And he's fucking like he's like he's building his Iron Man suits with Mjolnir and all that shit, <laughs> and, and it's fucking fantastic. But um, going back to it, yes, uh, I I used to watch Phantom Twenty Forty religiously. I had, uh, I remember as a kid, um, I had a VCR. Well, it wasn't a VCR. It was a VHS player. 
well, there's a difference where a VCR has like, you know, the time code, like, you know, timer mm -hmm. on it, like you have the clock, has, uh, you know, like all these functions. What, what, what I did, what I had was a VHS player where it just played tapes. It had no clock oh, okay. on it. Um, <laughs> it just had a, like, you know, play, rewind, fast forward and tracking and that was it. Mm -hmm. and, and it just played tapes. Um, <laughs> and I watched, I had the, like, it was, it was called the Phantom 2040 movie, The Ghost Who Walks. I actually have it on DVD. I think I have even multiple copies of it because I, oh, bought wow. it. I, I bought it like, you know, over and over again and shit because like, you know, I had it and then I thought I lost it and then I bought another one and it's like, oh no, I still had it. So I have like three copies of it, you know, and I don't give a shit, I, you know, having 20, Phantom 2040 multiple times is, is fine with me. Um, but it, it basically like, I had like the, like the movie is called the ghost who walks and it's basically, I think it's like the first five episodes combined into like one movie. Oh, and, uh -huh. I, and I had it in like, you know, the fucking, like, you know, the big clamshell fucking, uh, <laughs> yeah. like, like, like something you would get, like, you're like, you know, like VHS case, you would get like when you buy like a Disney movie. Yeah, Disney was all in those white clamshell cases. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and my the Phantom twenty forty tape came in that, you know, and I watched that shit all the time. All the time. And I and I watched the show all the time. I, I love that show. Um it, it was it was fucking great, you know. Um it, like yeah, like I'm glad you mentioned that because I was just like I, I wanted to bring that up and then you know we just got to talking and it was I completely forgot about it. So when you mentioned that uh and and you know mike talk about like yeah me and mike talked about that shit all the time so yeah uh fans of 2040 fucking rules uh <laughs> yeah it, it really fucking rules as a show i i i know i must have watched it because i would watch that block but i don't have any distinct memories i did watch the uh just like the theme song today before we recorded jog my memory a little bit and i was like oh i definitely remember the intro it was a pretty cool intro <laughs> um, yeah yeah get you pretty hyped up i was like i need to watch the show now but i definitely want to get that chat out to uh because i know mike really want to talk about that so i was like we got to bring up fam 2040 for mike so um yeah definitely definitely um, it has a good reputation too i saw like when i googled it it was like a lot of people were talking about it has like a cult following and like it was well liked when it was on and all that stuff so um yeah, yeah. I, I i think it also adds to the fact that like it has the same art style as like eon flux mm -hmm. and like you know um you know, Eon Flux was a revolutionary animated show. So, like, you know, having the same art style was like, oh, like, yeah, it reminds me of Eon Flux. But it was like such a like, like, yeah, like that that show was fucking great. Like, I don't know, it's hard to explain because you just have to have been there. And right. like, <laughs> mm -hmm. like, like kind of things like it's it's you know it's hard for me to be like you know an old, um, <laughs> and, and just like explain the show to, to you and shit. And like, obviously, if if, if I tried to explain the show, we'd be here for another fucking. And, you know, like, <laughs> like, you know, like, we're, you know, we're, we're going into late hours in, in this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hate to like ever cut things short, but I'm like, oh, we are past 11 o'clock now and I got to get up for work tomorrow. But like, right, right, right. Uh, like I yeah, definitely want to mention it. I want to mention it for sure. So, yeah, um, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. I'm glad you brought it up because like, yeah, it's, uh, that, that, that was a show that I really loved as a kid. And, um. Yeah, it's Phantom 2040. I, I think there are episodes of it on YouTube, um, like the okay. whole series of it. Like there's a YouTube channel that put out the whole series of it on YouTube because it's hard to find the, the the whole series on like, you know, physical media. Like I don't think it even got a DVD release except for like first 
like I said, the, the that first five episodes they packaged together as a movie. But like, yeah, it, it was a great show. Like, I loved it. Um, like I said, I, I probably appreciated it more than um, the Phantom movie or like Defenders of the Earth with uh, you know the team up stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I I love that show. So thank you for mentioning that, so I could fucking talk about it. <laughs> oh yeah, no problem. Um, uh, well, anything else to wrap up on the on the Phantom they can think of? No, I mean Phantom is 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 a great fucking movie, great throwback. You know, not yeah. just not just the serials and like just the uh, like stuff that we grew up watching. Like you know, we grew up watching Indiana Jones, and it's like great, you know, um, just kind of like next step of that, I guess. You know, was like it took everything that Indiana Jones did and like you know added to the comic book element. You know, and you have uh, Fantastic Lead and Billy Zane. You know, you you don't really get to see him in the hero roles to see him playing the hero and do it so well was just like it's just fantastic and then you got the fucking um Treat williams it's just an amazing villain and then the entire <laughs> cast is great too you got like i said james lamar uh chrissy swanson is, is good uh catherine Rashida jones fantastic uh carrie tagawa like you know just one of the, the great movie villains like i've only seen that man play uh, a decent character like twice in a movie <laughs> everything else has been he's been pricks. That's true he's a great <laughs> actor i love that guy whenever he pops up he's a great villain the one time i can think of him playing like a nice person did you ever see johnny tsunami the disney channel original movie like no it's a disney channel original movie where he plays the main kids like grandpa and he's great he's like the coolest grandpa he like surfs in hawaii he's like and uh He's like he's. I'm. It was so weird to me as a kid because I'm like, this is Shang Tsung, and he scared the shit out of me. And now he's like the coolest surfing grandpa you could ever imagine. It was a real like. I had to adjust. Um, but yeah, otherwise I, he always plays bad guys. I feel like. Right. I didn't even know. I didn't even know about that when I was talking about decent characters. I was thinking like he he played um one of the slayers in John Carpenter's Vampires, and uh, he gets killed in the iconic um hotel room massacre scene in John Carpenter's, John Carpenter's Vampire. But wow. he's only a decent I, character for like 10 minutes. I've seen um, that movie a lot, and I have never noticed he's in there. He's in <laughs> like, there. He's in there. Like, wow. Like, it, it, that's it's crazy. It's, it's almost basically like, uh, he, I think he only has one one or two lines. Um, wow. And then before he gets killed, I, I know he, he wasn't happy about like, because I think his part was longer and it got cut down and he wasn't happy about that. He he's also he he also plays a good guy in Abel Pune's uh, Nemesis. Um, oh, okay, he, yeah, yeah, I have seen he, Nemesis. Yeah, he, yeah, he's one of the Red Army hammerheads. You know, like he's one of the good guys, and he of course he gets killed. So um, <laughs> he's he's not a good he's not a good guy for too long in either of these movies. So it's like <laughs> you know, like he he spends more time being the bad guy than than he does good guys. Well, like if a, you want to see like a good guy again, go watch Johnny Tsunami on the Disney on Disney Plus. It, I it's funny because I watched it. A lot of those Disney Channel originals do not hold up, but I thought Johnny Tsunami was pretty good. <laughs> I was like, me and my girlfriend watched it last year, and we both were like, it's a pretty good movie still. It holds up, and he's he's still really good in it. He's like really trying. I feel like he's he's great. Uh, he's just always great. I feel like. Oh yeah, he's 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 such, he's one of my favorite character actors. Him, like I said, like I mentioned, James Lamar. Uh, my favorite being Patrick Kilpatrick. Um, 
uh, my favorite character actor is Patrick Stewart. Even though he's another one uh, who always plays a villain, I don't think I've ever seen him play uh, a <laughs> decent character at all. Like, mm-hmm. like he 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 plays a, a a villain so often when like 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 guys like uh, Kerry Tagawa who like who always play bad guys most of the time. Um, I, I call I, I say they're from the Patrick Kilpatrick school of villainous acting, <laughs> you know, because uh-huh. it's because it's like you know, like you see like Harry Tagawa or like Greg Henry or Ben Mendelsohn, you know, saying like like dudes who always play a schmuck in a movie, and it's like yeah yeah like you know they're from the Patrick Kilpatrick school of villainous acting because they <laughs> they always play villains in everything you see. Yeah, sometimes they play villains so much it becomes like shorthand just to cast them as a villain. Like you just can see them and be like, "Oh, he's the bad guy." You know, like if you're not supposed to know right away, it's like that's the villain. Um, right, right. It's, it's right. it's like seeing Telly Savalas in a movie and shit. Like you see Telly Savalas and it's like, "Oh, he's playing a prick." You know it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. But uh, I would say the Phantom is so much fun. Still, I almost think it's like a. I really think it's like a breath of fresh air these days. I think if people have never seen it. And thought it looked too stupid or something. I know some people have been like, the guy in the purple suit. Like, they just look at him in a purple suit and think it's ridiculous. But I think it'd be fun nowadays. They could play really well. Um, but, yeah, I still have a blast with it. So I'm glad we both enjoy the Phantom. <laughs> so this was such a fun conversation, man. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, man. Uh, always a blast talking to you. <laughs> always a blast yeah you know, like same we, to you we, yeah yeah every time we get on here we always have a great time you know what i'm saying and i appreciate you inviting me on here to talk phantom you know i, I love this movie and you know it's yeah it always feels you know always you know lifts my spirits to talk about like movies not just movies i like but like movies from like a life from when i was a kid you know it reminds me of those those good times you know what i'm saying like where i was just carefree and then a you know, didn't have to worry about the burdens of life and adulting and all that <laughs> shit. I could just be a kid and just watch kid shit, you know, watch, you know, fun movies and yeah. You know, yeah. So it's just like, yeah, like, you know, and to, you know, to reminisce about stuff like that with uh, someone who enjoyed the movie as well and like, you know, had a great time with it, not just now, but as a kid back in those days as well when, you know, they were watching it. It's like, yeah, you know, perfect, perfect, perfect fun, you know, perfect fun discussion. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I, it's been very nostalgic, this series. <laughs> it's like thinking back to when I was a kid and watching these movies. And uh, yeah, no, it was good times. It was good times. So um, yeah, it's always great talking to you as well. So thank you again. And I'll, I'll let you go ahead and uh, plug whatever you want to plug. People can follow you, the podcast, all that kind of stuff. Well, well, of course, uh, you can find me at, uh, at the Cinedrunky on Twitter. That's where I post, uh, do all my shit posting on movies. Uh, <laughs> like I don't like I, I don't wax poetically on there. I, I just shit post about movies. Um, don't think about like do me doing like you know these deep threads about shit. I just sit there and talk about Don the Track Wilson movies or like you know <laughs> movies like The Phantom or like movies like you know featuring karate. You know it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's what you're gonna get from me. If you like following that, you know, be my guest. Um, of course, uh, I've got the Cinema Drunkies podcast. We're on hiatus at the moment, but uh, we've, we've been talking about getting back to it. Uh, me and Mac, uh, Mac the All-Star, my co-host, my brother from another, we've been talking about getting back to it. We're just trying to find the right topic. You know, something surprising, something that, you know, like we want to come back with an episode where it's just like, oh my God, 
they talked about this movie <laughs> you know and we're, we're just uh-huh. looking for that movie the, the um, we have a few choices when they're out there and like you know we'll get to it but, um we're just chilling um of course uh like i talked about before my my uh my baby my uh, you could have been a blood fist movie, uh, talking about uh, action film movies, and then trying to decipher whether they could have been uh, blood fist movies. You know, uh, I love it. Um, I love that idea. I fell in love with it, and I just I had to turn this into a series. Uh, we're gonna get back to it soon. While I've been clearing up, you know, my my family issues and my personal business, but we're gonna get to it soon. Um, and yeah, um, you know, shout out to all our peoples. You know, like uh, all our we mentioned. Uh, a boy, Mike Scott, Mikey Utah. Um, sh- <laughs> shout out to him. Uh-huh. Of course, he was supposed to do this episode, but unfortunately, he couldn't do it. You know, due to reasons, um, personal reasons. Um, but also, uh, Chris Hurtado. You know, like I mentioned, uh, I did episode of his show talking about Superman Two. Check that out. Uh, Daniel Epler from the Cowboys podcast. Me and him gonna get up soon to do some stuff uh, because you know, I haven't talked to him in a while and I've been dying to get back onto the top of his podcast um my my great friend lindsey Wilkins from schlock and all um um you and me are supposed to do something with her soon right the, the both of us together um, possibly i have not uh heard rec- much recently i hope I, I hope it's not too soon because i've i have way overextended myself i've been taking all these like i'm like i'll do your show i'll do guest spots and do my show but uh i do want to do the the idea that we talked about i, do, I haven't heard when it's happening but i think it's yeah happening. yeah <laughs> I, I i know like she, i know she just wanted to you know get an idea like what we're gonna do but uh definitely uh yeah like you know she was like oh like yeah i know you wanted to do this but uh matt wanted to do this too and i'm like oh yeah i love talking to matt we'll all do it together it'll be like a fucking party man um <laughs> So yeah, and you know, I just love talking to Lindsay. You know, Lindsay, Lindsay's like my kindred spirit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, like you know, like you know, me and Lindsay would get up there, we'll talk about movies, and it'd just be like the greatest thing. Uh, Lindsay's just the greatest. But and yeah, like you know, shout out to everybody else. Um, Carmelita, Anthony, you know, Preston, love Preston. You know, oh, yeah, like yeah. All, all, all our buddies. You know, it's just, it's just. We have such a wonderful circle of friends. And, uh, we do. Yeah. And there's so many other people that, like, are also, I would say, are, like, in the the sphere or, like, they're in the the group who are, like, who don't have their own podcast but are friends of our podcast or been on podcasts, like Patrick Bartlett. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I this is why I feel bad naming people because I'm going to forget people and I don't want to leave anybody out. If I don't name you, doesn't mean I don't appreciate you. But there's, like, there's a nice, it's a very nice, friendly community of people that all really support each other, which I really appreciate. Um, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. It's... I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned Patrick because Patrick has been such a great friend of me, uh, especially during this, you know, trying time, which you know about, but I'm not going to mention. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's been such a great friend to me, you know what I'm saying, a wonderful supporter, and he's just, you know, all around just amazing guy, uh, Patrick, and uh, I, I, I love him. So, um, yeah, shout out to Patrick. Bartlett. He's just, he's just the best. Yeah, and I guess we're we're thanking people. I will. Th- I don't say this enough, but really, anybody that listens to this show, thank you. Anybody that like tweets about this show, retweets the the post when I put the show out, like like sincerely, thank you because this is a small operation. <laughs> this is just like uh, I do this because I have fun with it, and I just am so blown away. People like you know listen to any of it so like truly truly thank you if you listen if you retweet or share anything uh any any support to the podcast i really appreciate it because this has been going on 
for I, I probably get 80 episodes something now like um i was just thinking the other day like this is going on for a long time <laughs> and i didn't when i started i didn't know how long it would go when i started it um but now i don't even know like how i would end you know I, I can't imagine not doing it you know what i mean <laughs> so no, right, um, right, right, right. like breaks Absolutely. are important but i couldn't imagine like full-on not doing it anymore so um but yeah good chance to just thank everybody all our friends on twitter uh and just yeah anybody else listens and, and you know all that stuff so i'm glad you brought that up rob that was good <laughs> so absolutely so uh anything else you i don't know if you finished all your stuff <laughs> sorry no, no, I'm, I'm done, okay I'm done, I'm done. i don't want to cut Good. you off um but uh no because yeah. if i had to name everybody i'd be here forever <laughs> <laughs> that's the next episode we'll do it's just we'll thank people one by one yeah, thanks like individual thank, thank all that twitter friends and podcasting friends i'm gonna go yeah, to my thanks. twitter mutuals and just start reading the names <laughs> but um just like it's like a long oscar speech um but uh well, yeah, I'm glad we finally finished this retro hero series. This was a ton of fun. Um, and I don't even know what's coming after this when I put this episode out. So I won't, I was going to say like what's coming, but I don't know. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, you can follow the podcast uh, on Twitter at Film Feast Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at Maplet87. Uh, you can follow me and the podcast on Instagram, Film Feast, all one word. Um, and that's it for this time, everybody. We'll see, talk to you next time. Bye, everybody.